Nakua. Bob, we're looking forward to the show tonight, but we don't do intros. We will start with you on this question, though. So from our Discord, Puka and Kyle Pitts are currently neck and neck on KTC. Are you sending your Puka for Kyle Pitts, hoping you hit on the tight end unicorn? Let's assume this is a 12-team, Superflex, PPR, 1.5 tight end premium, start 10. So, Pat, just go ahead and start talking about Puka, man. Obviously, he's a big name in this uh, in this industry now, right? Real deal? Puka, I think he's a real deal, right? I mean, in terms of, you know, just what we've heard all summer, the drumbeat has been building for him. I think he's demonstrated enough over the first two games that he's capable of handling a big workload. I don't know that he'll continue to get such a big workload. Right. Seems unlikely. But, you know, you kind of look at the slot wide split for him, and there's enough work wide that when Cooper Cup comes back, assuming he does, and I've heard rumors that he's running at full speed and so on track. So assuming that's the case, there's still a role for him. And, and I mean, and probably Atwell too, I think, for a, for a slender little fellow. He's, yeah, he's been yeah. pretty effective. He was on the field more than any other. I think he was on the field for every snap the last game, uh, Atwell. But anyway, but Puka seems like, you know, just the right guy in the right place at the right time. Kind of like, I don't know, Cooper Cup. Right. So, you know, and so and also, I mean, you know, if we're trying to hit the tight end unicorn lottery, I believe that ship has sailed on. You think so? I think you think it's sailed. I think it's sailed. Guys, what do you think about this, Scott? Let's move to you. So 12 team Superflex PPR 1.5 tight end premium start 10. Puka or Kyle Pitts? Will you send Puka for Kyle Pitts, hoping you hit on the tight end unicorn? Let's see. Let's do the war calculations in my head. Do tight ends matter here, Shane? No, they do not matter at all. Would never draft one. Could have been starting Hunter Henry both weeks this year, and I would have an elite tight end option if you would have just gone with whoever you have and just taken the chance. Ah, man. I think this comes down to this is the cop-out answer, but everyone's probably going, all right, I have a similar situation in my league. What should I try to pull off? Comes down to your league market. I just dropped my first uh, Tectonic Transactions article on Destination Debbie. It was all about Kyle Pitts, and it was my personal strategy on how to align him in your dynasty portfolio, what teams I want him on, what teams I'm fine selling at 80% of what I think his value is because I just don't need him in that format. So here, I need to know my market. Who has a better market? Is it Puka? I've seen some deals. I saw a deal today. Someone sold Puka for two future firsts. If that's the market for him, it's a 25 and a 26. But the point is, if that's the type of market in my league, give me Puka. If it is a league where everyone's offering me a second and I don't need the production, then I would be fine working a deal for Kyle Pitts. But I think this is market contextual, whether you take this trade or whether you turn this trade down. Uh, Because we agree, if the situation changes for Kyle Pitts in two years, the time... Here's the thing about the tight end landscape, and it's the reason I'll continue to buy Kyle Pitts. The tight end landscape has never been worse, and there has never been a tight end prospect that looks like Kyle Pitts. All the new age tight ends are 6'3", 240 pounds. They're not full-time players unless teams really work them into a specific offense. So I'm fine taking Pitts if the market warrants it. But otherwise, it's what can I sell both pieces for? That's the side I want. So in most leagues right now, it's probably Puka Nakua if it's 1.5, start one. Shane, what do you think? Kind of nodding. You got your you got your pen in your hand. Yeah, my, you look like pen. you're ready to drop some knowledge. I was taking notes. Puka, good. Tutu Atwell <laughs> on the field a lot. Um, 
Here's the thing. I know for a fact, uh, Kyle Pitts is easier to buy than Puka, than, uh, excuse me, than Puka right now. Um, I was sending out Puka offers all yesterday, all today. Finally got myself two shares. So I'm up to 6% ownership. Feels good. Uh, really pushing for that third. But like some of the comments I've gotten back is, no, I think I'm going to sell, wait to see if I can sell high for 25 first. And I'm like, good Lord. And I thought I was being aggressive. I offered yeah. someone else a 24 first for Puka. They countered with a 25 first and a 24 first for Puka. And I get a second back. But no, um, if I said if if I, someone were to send me, I don't even know what my point was. But yeah, I'll take uh, I'm still taking Puka. <laughs> I'm taking Puka. I, I, yeah. And I usually you know me, look, I'm Captain Rain, Rain Shower guy. Like I, I rain on the parade. I'm like, well, he's a he's a fifth round wide receiver, <laughs> but that's a rain on the parade guy. That's me. Um, usually I'm like, oh, well, you can't buy into this guy. Look at his comps. Right. But dude is unprecedented what he's done. Like, I, I mean, everyone just look at the tweets. Just just type in Puka on X and you'll get all the fun stats on him. Puka is more valuable um, than Kyle Pitts. It's just, he's just flat out is. Don't you feel better about the, you know, the quarterback situation, at least short term through through next year? Like. I think that's the problem for me with one of the problems with Kyle Pitts. Like number one problem, you know, I don't know how long, how persistent Arthur Smith will be. Um, but, you know, to this point, you know, uh, other than a game of Bijan, he doesn't show the, you know, he hasn't shown me that he can make use of high end talent. I mean, and maybe right. that's quarterback related, right? Maybe he is an offensive genius and genius that he is. He realizes the quarterback's his limitation. So to hell with it, I'm just running the damn ball and that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> But either way, for the foreseeable future, until there's a you know a shift at quarterback or in the coaching staff, uh, and, and Stafford's got what one more year? The like the big money next year still. So if he's still around, I mean that that's that bodes well for Puka too. Yeah, and that, that's that's the thing. Unfortunately, I keep praying that the Falcons will lose, and it's completely fantasy <laughs> football related. Like I, I could care less about their, their fans. I could care less about them as a, as a an organization i just want fantasy football goodness but it looks like it's going to be Bijan every week and then you hope either drake london or kyle pitts and it's just going to be like whack-a-mole and someone brought it up earlier like you could buy kyle pitts probably at the end of this year like if you still believe in him you're probably going to be able to get him cheap because that offense just isn't set up to to make it successful for pitts unfortunately I, i have a question real quick for bob bob do you feel any difference because we have a ton of discussions in our Discord and on this channel about roster construction and being able to take advantage of, you know, having the right roster construction to take advantage of last Thursday. You feel real bad if you couldn't squeeze in DeAndre Swift because you just had to start <laughs> Najee Harris and Joe Mixon because yep. they are, yep. man, right. their projected workload is so much higher, yet he outscores both of them combined. Do you feel better about cashing out on Puka if you were able to at least – a lot of people didn't start him week one. Understandable. They had no right. clue what he was. But week two, if you found a spot to jam him in because you had an injury or you go, you know what, I'm just going to take a shot on playing him, and you racked up the 28 points or whatever it was he scored, do you feel better about now going, damn, he just won me a week. <clears throat> I hit that spike week. Now I'm getting a first. Yeah. You feel better selling him yeah. than if you missed out on both two weeks. Now you're feeling like I'm so excited mm. to play him this week. And not saying that he's going to come back down to earth, but man, it feels like if I captured one of those big weeks and then I can turn around and sell for a massive profit, doesn't it feel like you feel even better 
cashing out after you got that big week, like that's almost worth a second alone getting that big week. And then you're getting a first now. Don't you feel better if you got that in your lineup? I would feel better. I I have a problem. It's hard for me to let go of things, right? Like, I mean, they're they're probably still rosters. I have a Josh Gordon. I'm waiting for 2013. (laughs) For sure. Bottom of rosters. Like my my (laughs) inability to let go of receiving talent that is not in any way talented is uh is is remarkable <laughs> but in this case he you know he looks like he has some talents i but i but 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 to your point i think yeah i mean I, and, and so i didn't play in week one i did play in week two and and it would be a little you know okay i got some and who knows if i'm going to continue getting that i think you know at some point i'm not going to get that level so it's probably it is time to sell high right like you know it's it's almost like if you know every day is christian mccaffrey sell christian mccaffrey day Right. So what is um what is down to earth going to look like for Puka Nakua when Cup's back? Maybe half, maybe half. <laughs> right? So half of 20 <laughs> targets, still still maybe 10 half. targets. No, Bob? probably, yeah. probably more realistic as a quarter. Okay. Uh, probably 25% of what we've seen is some, you know, like what happened before, you know, and maybe that happens, you know, at any, any point, but I, it seems like almost certainly once Cup is back, assuming Cup is back and is fully healthy, you know, depending on who, which rumors you like to believe uh, that will or will not happen. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the he will be back end of it. And if that's the case, that might just be, you know, my redraft shares, hoping that's true. But, um, but yeah, I, I do think it's, I mean, coming back down to earth is like totally happening. And if I've sold yeah. by then, I'll, I'd probably be pretty happy with myself. I mean, it's either he comes back down to earth or he's the greatest wide receiver in the history of the game. Right. So, so there's that. It's funny. Just looking at a list of guys that got like, I know the week one targets, I saw someone float out there, you know, the the entire list of guys like within that range, you know, down to, mm-hmm. to about 12. And it didn't seem very predictive of future success, right? Like, you know, uh, there were a couple, Anquan Bolton, like, you know. Yeah. Right. But other than that, it was like a bunch of guys that like everyone thought were going to be great, then were never great. And well, it's don't interesting. Play in the league anymore? They, but that second week, I mean, not not the be all. That that second week really does make a difference. It then it's all of a sudden it's like you are in this uncharted territory where I'm even in a position like if you don't want to sell Puka for a first, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Like live and let live. And if 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 I have what I believe to be a late first, I'm going to risk it and, and try to get Puka. Now the smart play is obviously you always sell on players like Puka Nakua. Just that's the smart play. You always sell on them right now. You should be selling him for uh, 24 first, 25 first, whatever. I I understand that people don't want to do that. Though. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to yell at them. I'm going to be Mr. Happy. For gonna yell at them. Totally well, I talked about it on uh, Destination Dynasty this week that when you filter for, and again, this is being <clears throat> really, really specific, but when you take day three receivers over the last 20 years that have had 75 targets in their rookie year. And barring that he doesn't get hurt, he's hitting 75 targets. I don't care who else is there. He's going to get 75 targets as a rookie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then he hits 13 points per game. So that's it. Day three receivers, 13 points per game, and 75 targets. Only four players have hit that since 2003. And three of them are Marcus Colston, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Tyreek Hill. So if you're comparing him to those names, and it doesn't take much for him to get to those numbers. Now I'm looking at a totally different sample size than a fifth round pick. You can't compare him to Tyler Scott and Charlie Jones anymore. He's now compared to, yeah. all right, he's filtered out 90% of the guys that have been drafted with his similar profile. Now you have to start comparing him to a different subset of players. So I'm not saying I'm all in buying like Shane is, 
But I don't think you can go, oh, man, it, the only thing you can use is draft capital against him is, and Bob A, remember, there's, because Bob's been in this game for a long time, there's always bias on players that had shaky profiles the year after to the point where, Bob, if this was Quentin Johnston that put up these numbers, he would right. be unattainable. <laughs> right. But okay. because it's yep. Puka Nakua, there's question marks. And that will continue into next year. Even if he has a top 40 season, people will go, man, there's oh, just the something about scores. it. I, I don't score. trust. <laughs> there's, there will be some, there will right. be something that will have more doubters right. than if he was a first or second round pick. And that's the window where I want to buy when I've already seen the smash season and I'll fade the people that still can't buy it. I don't want to pay right this second if I don't have to. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know because you're going to have people like me that are out there going, Hey, remember what Chris Olave did in his rookie year? And I told you to, to buy him and now he's top three in target share. And if it wasn't for touchdowns, um, he'd be probably top three scoring. But anyway, there'll be people like me screaming in your ear, like, look what Puka did at his rookie year and look at his comps. Like th those people are going to be out there. Um, and he's already hard as hell to buy. So unless he regresses significantly, like if we're talking like wide receiver three, four mm -hmm. numbers, yes. If he stays in the wide receiver two range, I think he's going to be pretty difficult to buy. But I'm future casting. So, Bob, tonight we're going to go over a bunch of trades from our subscribers. Something tells me Puka Nakua is going to be in a couple of those trades. So we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about him more. Let me bring up this one for you. So Joe Burrow, should we be worried? This is from our Discord. Two not-so-great starts, and now the calf acting up. Possible scratch for week three. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow, Bob? What do you uh, what are you seeing? You think you should be worried? Should we be worried for September? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yep. yeah, September's not gonna be great. This just in September's really weird. A lot of things aren't gonna be great in September <laughs> every damn year, right? So deal with it, right? I mean, like I'm not pretending it's ideal or I'm not trying to to write it off, but we've seen the slow start right. before. You know, this is this is Joe Burrow. I do not play in August. I start playing in September and I get better. And by October, you'll all forget how horrible I was the first couple of weeks of September. So if you can live with that, and I think, you know, in most cases, the, you know, the problem is we forget there's an entire season and we think that, you know, 0 and 2 or 0 and 3 is going to be the end of us. And, and maybe it will be. Uh, but, you know, if you have somebody viable to put in there, by all means, put them in there. And, and, and like, I would have been at, like, I think week one, I was still, I still played a week one, but last week I was looking for other options. And this week, obviously it's a Monday night. It's kind of the decisions made for you, right? Sure. Assuming he's questionable, you're not going to wait around and see what that is. And so, you know, unless you have Matthew Stafford and, and Puka Nakua, maybe. Um, yeah, right. But, nice little snack, apparently. But yeah, so, so yeah, I'm worried about it, but, it, but not like, not long-term. Scott is the uh, is the resident Bengals fan. You can look behind him and see a jersey there. Scott, where's your head at on uh, on Mr. Burrow? So this has been a sore subject for me over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, here's the reality. I'm, I'm very worried. I was just listening to uh, the Bengals beat podcast today. They were talking about this injury and some of the stuff that they've spotted even in the last couple of days in the locker room. Uh, here's the reality. He's never going to get better this year. Uh, he's very hard-headed. I think he is probably going to try to play. Um, I do not think he plays Monday night, which means they're probably in a very good position to lose to the Rams. Their backup quarterback, this is the one downfall. Bengals have been almost masterful at building their roster the last couple of years. 
their downfall is they have not invested in a backup quarterback. Their backup quarterback is Jake Browning. He's never thrown a pass. They could have had numerous other backups. They're going to start Jake Browning. They've had this situation for, what, nine weeks now? They've known about this injury, and they've gone with a guy that wasn't good in preseason, has never thrown a pass, and they're going to go out there and expect him to win a game on Monday night. Now, the Bengals have the Rams, the Cardinals, the Titans, three straight games, the easiest part of their schedule. Yeah, for sure. Then they have a home game against Seattle, and then it is a gauntlet. It is San Fran, Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Jacksonville. It is just like mm. game after game after game after game. A couple easy ones in there, but like, I'll just say this. They lose on Monday, and they don't start Burrow, and then they lose a couple of those next two games. The hardest thing, and I think the team knows this as well, is you should probably put Burrow on injured reserve. Um because he's not going to get better in four weeks. He's just not. And right. if you listen to the, uh, I believe it was the Ringer show, they talked about uh, watching him. No, it was an underdog show. They talked about watching Burrow on film. Lowest EP or lowest YPA in the league thus far. Second lowest EPA. He can't drive the ball. So it has nothing to do with, that's why he hasn't been throwing downfield. That's why he hasn't been no. good. Because he's literally been neutered by this injury. So I'll just wish cast this. I actually hope they lose. The hardest thing is this is a team that is literally built to win this year. They have a ton of players that are like, they have nothing but this season on their mind. Uh, I could see a bad season for Cincy though. Two and 15, three and 14. Come on down Marvin Harrison Jr. Next year. I'm all in for it. You think it could be that bad, huh? You're you're going two or three burger I sense sense fan. I sense some fan. Scott is (laughs) apocalyptic, man. Right, right. Listen, he's not going to get better. He's not. I've had calf injuries, and they they last forever. But also, I don't have round-the-clock treatment and and things going for me. So, look, I hope they they sit him this week, and I hope they they can start cobbling together. And I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. But I don't think they're going to sit him. I think he's going to try and work through it. Agree. Pass this week. Pass this week. Real quick, I hope Burrow sucks for the next three weeks because just I love the dynasty community. Like we panic. Like we we love to see the sky falling. Like there's nothing we love more than that. And if this was Justin Fields, uh, who we had an hour long conversation on uh, on Monday on the drive with our, our Discord members or our Patreon uh, on the way to work, um, I'd be concerned. I, I have a history a track record of Joe Barrow being good. I kind of hope he sucks for the next couple of weeks because then I can get more Joe Barrow in my portfolio. So how much on top of Tua to get Burrow right now? I think there's 20... people that would take they would take him straight up. You think straight up right now? Yeah. Yep. Oof. It's, it's not a hot there, take. Huh? There's a couple people in the Heisman Discord. Two is their t- their quarterback four. Okay, good for them. That's I, I'd make that trade in my sleep. Like, dude, give me Barrow every day of the week. Tua, yeah. Tua, Tua um, looked amazing week one, man. Um, and then he looked like Tua in week two. And you went, oh, wait, that's that's who this guy really is. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts looked like Tua week one hey, against the hey. Patriots. Come on, well, man. I mean, bro. Like, and so I'm just saying, it's like it was a pretty good defense. They had a different yeah. game plan yeah. and they were working a different. So I'm like, like, look, I'm I, I love Tua, uh, not at Joe Burrow level, but I love him. Uh, and I think he'll be fine quarterback. I, I think every team should be out there. Every team out there right now, uh, starting with the Colts, should be hiring jujitsu guys, teaching their quarterbacks how to fall more safely, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, yeah. don't shake your head to me, Shane. 
Don't I said yes. If someone falls a lot, I agree. If your quarterback is a half-billion-dollar piece of your industry for the foreseeable future, a uh, buck and a half on a jujitsu coach every week or whatever, you know, it takes to, to get these guys, you know, a little more aware of their situation. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm not saying Richardson would have been fine. He, he didn't see that hit coming. So, uh, but, but just the, the, the awareness when you're falling it's the training matters. And I think it would be a great thing. I do like to, but Joe Burrow, I think is, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I have a lot of Burrow shares and I feel, I feel I, until like about five minutes ago, I felt really good about them. Now, like I have a small doubt in the back of my mind, but I'm still going to remain semi-confident. You know, not just a jujitsu coach. Some of these quarterbacks should see boxing coaches. Right. Like, I think you learn how to take a blow, right? Like as a that. boxer, because they're not concussed every time they get punched in the head, right, and any normal that. human would be. So, Bob, how many leagues do you play in? So, redraft and then dynasty. You said you had a bunch of a uh, bunch of burrow shares. How many leagues are you in, Bob? Uh, so. If I count everything, not no basketball, <laughs> but like all yeah. this, all the managed leagues, it's 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 over thirty. It's like thirty four, nice. and so um, and the dynasties is like eight. So uh, and multiple shares of them in dynasty, and 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 I'm like I'm not panicking just yet. I don't feel great about it right now. I mean, it's but I have you know I have reasonable fallback plans in place, uh, so. I'm going to be okay unless, unless it's true. Like, you know, and it is like casts are tricky things, man. They, you know, they yeah. don't, they don't necessarily come along. I'm just counting on the science and the effort that they'll put into rehabbing, which is something that, you know, most of us can't even imagine the, uh, the work that goes into that. And I'm hoping it comes through. My, my only concern is he had seven weeks and it's already re-injured. That, that's my biggest concern it's is fair. like, they could have, I don't even want to say, oh, they should have sat him in week one because you never know. But he had seven weeks. So what is two weeks off going to fix? I mean, I guess it depends on how bad this latest aggravation was. Was it really an aggravation or was it just a, a tweak or you know what I mean? Like we don't really know, but I they're, they're, me worried. There, there comes a point, too, where, uh, you know, as someone who's hurt, you start work, you know, you figure out how you, the adjustments you need to get around it then you start running the risk of compensatory issues, right? So like that's, that's also a concern, but, but you're right. I mean, he, he, he's not driving the ball well, and maybe that's, you know, probably a big part of it. I'm just hoping that the, the science prevails here. My, my major concern with Burrow is that the offense doesn't know another way to play. They don't have a good play schemer. Like they're, they're not a creative system where they're like, oh man, we can't do this. So we're going to fix it and we're going to find another way to beat you. And the other sad thing as a fan, and this is the last point I'll make, their offensive line's been pretty good this year. Like, if you'd have told me Burrow was injured, I'm like, man, the offensive line sucks. On on the other game, they only had one pressure against the quarterback. And Burrow still led the league in fastest delivery time out of the pocket. So that just tells me, even if you give him a pocket, he's not sitting in there and taking the time that he – I mean, that's where he's at its best, right? Is holding the ball as long as he can and making plays when his receivers get open. But the fact he's just getting rid of the ball, checking it down, and they have the best offensive line he's at, he's ever had. I'm just, I'm not confident. I don't think it's going to get better fast enough for to save the season, but hopefully I'm wrong. So let's go to this question here. Thank you for the super chat. And Shane, what do you call that? What do you call that symbol in between the N and the four right there? What would you call that? Uh, that is a uh, squared symbol. <laughs> it's an up arrow. It's a carrot. N- N4. There we go. 
uh thank you for the super chat so this is a 12 team super flex start 10 we'll just assume ppr was offered puka for saquon contender have good rb depth but need a wide receiver am i crazy for considering it it's funny i will just say real quick i was offered the exact same thing and i delayed on it and it was taken back i was offered puka i give saquon what do you think about this one it's semi tempting it's semi tempting <laughs> right it's tough it's tough with it saquon is. being out a couple weeks yep. I'm, I'm taking puka saquon's hurt again i mean dude look his like i said this in the chat his he's got quads of a god and then his ankles are just like i, I don't know just just something not right there like he just sprains them walking that dude has no luck whatsoever um it's not his fault but i'll, I'll take puka Say, especially I'm a contender. Saquon's not going to be right playing True. for what two to three weeks, and I don't know if he's going to be right when he comes back. Then he's also a 26 year old running back, 25 year old mm-hmm. running back with a history. I feel like I'm recording with a history of lower extremity injuries. Okay, let's see here. Let's move on to the next one here. Let's go to RD5. Thank you for the super chat. So this is a 12 team start 10 super flex half PPR. Here's the list of his players here, Bob. So it's AR, Murray, Bijan, Algier, Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Garrett Wilson, Zay Flowers, Jacoby, Shahid, couple others he lists. Musgrave is a name to note, I suppose. 224 first. One is his, and then another one is mid. Four seconds, including the 201. He says, yes, there is a team worse than mine. Um, and then he says, thanks, guys. So essentially what are we doing with this team is i guess what the question is right scott you want to start here well it doesn't look like he's a contender he only has two quarterbacks one of them's injured one of them's probably not going to play for a long time this year uh got too many running backs if i'm not contending this year get rid of algier charbonnet kendra miller liquidate don't need them probably get rid of jacoby myers really willing to trade everything and just kind of rebuild around kyler anthony richardson and Bijan. Zay Flowers, Garrett Wilson, like it is, things are not pointing in the great direction for this team with some of the the breaks that have already happened. Uh, Yeah, don't give up on getting that 101. You say there's a worse team than you, but uh, I've seen situations where you're not the worst team and you get to that one matchup where you're facing them and you find a way to absolutely tank the matchup and lose and you end up getting that 101. So definitely moving towards next year with this roster. uh, And everything's on the table. Like I don't see much future value in anybody but Bijan. Charbonnet, Kendra, those are guys. Give me, give me a couple thirds. Give me a second. Don't care about profiles. If I'm not contending, I can replace a running back room within a year. So don't even worry about them. And then what else can you sell? There's probably only four or five players on this team that I'm willing to carry into next year. Otherwise, I'll take all picks and just gamble that I can replenish. Yep. Quarterbacks and Bijan are worth keeping. Flowers is the thing that might get you something in return. And Garrett Wilson's on that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's Wilson? He just GW. said G- GW made it hard. He snuck oh, it in okay. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm, oh, that's perfectly fine. So yeah, the two quarterbacks, Bijan and Wilson and trying self flowers. Yep. Like it. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for that. Uh, super chat there. RD five. Okay. Let's, um, let's go to another question I had in the, uh, in the hopper here. So unfortunately we had a couple injuries. We just talked about Saquon and then Chubbs last night was brutal. Prayers up. Good Lord. Um, the question was, should we start auto selling any running back worth a first or more at this point outside of exceptions like Bijan who have some value insulation, i.e. like Brees did last year, they're ticking time bombs. What do you think here, Bob? 
when you read this, are we auto selling any RB worth more than a first? Nope. No, nope. I, well, maybe. I mean, depend. Not not like Bijan, probably not. But you know, yes and no. I'm, I'm I tend to be injury agnostic. Everyone's going to get hurt, and 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 I don't. And nobody's hurt until they are, right? So I'm just not going to sit here and and panic over like, oh, those guys get hurt a lot. Everyone gets hurt a lot. It's football. That's the whole idea behind it. You're trying to get hurt. Right? It's the, the physics of the game. I mean, even receivers are right now to me. You know, as they get bigger and faster and, you know, joints are twisted in ways they should be twisted just by their everyday movements, you're you're running risks. So um, <clears throat> I'm probably not, but I mean, past a certain point, like like I said, I mean, every day is McCaffrey's for sale day, um, you know, because he's at that point. I don't know if Bijan's there yet. And probably, you know, probably for me, not Brees Hall either. I'll, I'll just add this, Clay, because I just did that 19-minute drop in the Discord today where I yeah, talked yeah. about this exact topic. So two points. I agree with being... You got to have a process, even if yours is different than Bob's and mine and Shane's in terms of what players. But A, I will say the list of players that are worth more than a first at running back, you can count on one hand. And I assume nobody in the group has more than five fingers. So there you go. So there's maybe Brees, maybe Gibbs, maybe Bijan, maybe McCaffrey yes. in the right situation. That's it. Someone's offering you a first for Ken Walker, Travis Etienne. Take it because... Yeah. What is the biggest detriment to rosters, especially if you understand how many roster spots you have, how to roster construct? What has kept you from starting Kyron Williams? What has kept you from starting Zach Moss? What has kept you from starting DeAndre Swift? Man, I just got to plug Kenneth Walker in there. I have to throw Travis Etienne in there. They're bell cows, right? I got to keep starting them. Meanwhile, if you play it right and you have an active league, you can buy some of these spot starts. Now, they are not as good as Travis Etienne, but man, I could have bought Zach Moss for a third-round pick and started him over Joe Mixon, who he outscored, and I could have maybe <clears> got two seconds for Joe Mixon. Like, just think about that strategy, and just it's not that you're missing out on the spot starts. It is you are blocking them a lot of times with just clogger running backs that really aren't that much better from week to week. So pick your spots. But I, if someone comes to me and I go, man, I have a nice running back room. I got some depth. I have no hesitation selling anybody you want that you'll give me a first for. Don't even care who it is unless it's one of those, what, three or four running backs, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone else can go. Gibbs, I should add Gibbs to my list because it's B. John and Gibbs. And, and, but I mean, Embrace. I'm, Embrace. And, and I'm down to go uh, off on McCaffrey. I just, uh, you know, Zach Moss is like the most predictable thing in the world. It's 18 carries. It's 85 and a half yards. It's maybe a touchdown every week, every, every time he's the lead back. Bob, how sick do you feel if you had him on your bench and you started, I, I you did started, not, you I did started not have not, him on my bench. Well, I had him in my lineup. No but, way I'm, uh, but let's vibe with this. What allowed you to have him in your lineup? It's because you didn't have Najee Harris stuck on your roster, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's the difference. It's not, you feel terrible if you have Zach Moss on your bench and you started David Montgomery over him. Cause you're going, oh man, I should have started Zach Moss, not over David Montgomery. I wouldn't have. But the key is just don't have all those cloggers on your roster. If you have somebody saying, Clay, I'll give you a first for ETN. And you have Josh Kelly and Zach Moss. One hit, one didn't. But the point was they were both on your bench, but you wouldn't sell me that ETN for a first. Like, think about that. I think that's a huge thing, especially in today's market where the running backs are dying. You, if someone sends you a first for a running back, you got to be like, damn, I have to actually evaluate that deal. Like, this may never happen again. 
So what did you think about that deal the other day? It felt it felt gross for me, but I I'm a rebuilder Bob in this in this one listener league. It's it's pretty deep. I sold Bijan. I needed to split Bijan. I sold him for Tony Pollard in a first. Felt a little gross, but if you're rebuilding, start, is that what, what did you guys think? It's start just, 11, 14, start 11. Team. Your team's not good. No, the no, only thing I don't right. like about that deal is that you haven't moved Pollard yet, have you? Have you put an offer together? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not going to because as you guys are sitting here talking about, no, you're right though. Oh, they're asking, should we automatically sell any running back for first other than the select few? I, I don't know. Welcome to my world that I've been telling you about for the last five years. I, yes, yes, but um, no, I like your deal fine. Look, could you've gotten more? Probably not, to be quite honest with you, because no one yeah, wants to pay for running backs. And it's a listener league of ours. So they even yeah, hate yeah, running right. backs it was more like, because it was gold in my inbox yeah, right there. We've told second. them to hate running backs and they listen to mm-hmm. our show every week and they're in the Discord with us talking about how much we hate running backs. <laughs> if that was Shane, Shane would have art he would have sent out 20 offers to sell Tony Pollard within yeah, five that, minutes. Immediately. The only yeah. problem with that deal is you haven't moved Pollard yet. So you need to go try to trade Pollard now. Like I'll get on that. Sunday's coming quick. <laughs> it does come quickly, that's for sure. And I need to bake in like a day to set MFL lineups on my phone. Uh, okay, let's go to Benjamin's super chat here. Thank you very much. Wait, uh, you just buried the lead. Who's setting MFL lineups on their phone? What are you insane? I sometimes I'm forced oh to, God. and it's brutal. Oh You're going through God. it like, all right, let me select 11 or 12 players because they're all uh, deep leagues. You hit the submit, and it's like, up. Oh, you have a roster violation. Right. Well, MFL, a little heads I mean, up like, first. Some of my Brutal. dynasties are like, you know, 22, start 22, full IDP. Oh, you wow. know, yeah. and like I would never, my phone is not my friend there. It's horrifying. <laughs> yes, yes, it is horrifying. We can't all okay. be sleeper. <laughs> okay, let's go to um, Scott. Let's do you know, this one. So Benjamin Goff, thank you for the super chat. 12-team Superflex start 10 with a half-point tight end premium. So we'll assume full PPR and then 1.5 for tight ends. Hertz, Stafford, Ramondre, Aaron Jones, Ford, Jamo Williams, Evans, DK, Ayuk, Cup, Pitts, and one projected early first. Then two projected mid-first. What move should he make? The 12-team Superflex start 10 with a small tight end premium. Scott? Hmm. Well, we have a good enough team where you're probably in the mix here. I think you can go either way. I, I do think it's interesting. Uh, Ray and I are going to do a show here in four weeks. We're going to do a, a series called War Games, which is going to break down the distribution of war throughout the NFL thus far. And one thing that's trending through two weeks is the quarterback war is a lot flatter than we've projected. A lot of the elite guys are back down towards the pack, and there's a lot more quarterbacks that are giving you viable production. So I'm looking at this QB room, and – before the season, Shane and I would have said, man, that, that Stafford as QB2 is a problem. Maybe not, though. Maybe if you add another QB, you don't want to start Stafford every week. There's going to be games where you go, that was a mistake. Whether he gets injured, whether it's a bad matchup, like you don't want to ride on him all year. But if I added a third QB here, if I could send a – here's what I try to do. I'd send a late, mid to late first, one of those extra firsts you have. I need a QB back, and I need probably another spot starter somewhere. Give me a cheap second receiver, something like that. Can I do a two for one? Can I get a Geno Smith and a Jacoby Myers or something like that for a first and just take my chances? I'm not dealing my early first. I'm not in a hurry to deal both of my mid first, but I want to add a little bit. If I can do a two for one, 
just see if I can stay in the mix. I don't know Ben's record. If he's one and one or two and oh, then I would do it. If mm-hmm. you're 0 and two, maybe the world just doesn't like you and you should go the other direction and sell <laughs> a couple pieces. But I think it's a it's a middling team and you have the picks to at least make one move to see if it works out. If it's week eight and you're three and five, two and six, pack it in. You got the early first next year, you're still in good shape. How many how many matchups worse than last week does Stafford have? I I agree. I, that my point is I think you need a third. I agree with, with Stafford mm-hmm. because I'm not trusting that he's going to get me all the way home, but I'm not looking at him like I did before the season where I need a clear upgrade. If I could add like a, a Mac Jones or a car in that mix where I could platoon Stafford yep. and him and just use Hertz as mm-hmm. my main QB, I could probably get by this year without sacrificing too much value. What I don't want to do is go pay my early first for, you know, Deshaun Watson or Justin Fields. And then it's like, it didn't even work out. And then I blew my chance at the one Oh two or one Oh three next year. So that just save some security in the back there and you'll be fine. So one name I saw in there, Bob was Jerome Ford. He's been mentioned what, hundreds of thousands of times today. Probably what is, uh, what is your take on him? What, <clears throat> what should dynasty managers do? What should redraft players do? Yeah, Jerome Jerome Ford, waiver wire uh, wonder this week. Yeah, play him, play him. That's what they should do with him right now. I mean, he's yep. in a perfect spot, right? I mean, they're, they're, this team needs to run the football because Deshaun Watson, not very good. I don't know what that official must have rubbed him the wrong way for him to push like that, I guess. Um, uh, Watson's horrible, right? I mean, maybe there's a hope that he he gets better and or he comes into shape, but they're going to run the football. They've figured this out. And, and I liked what I saw Ford last night. I thought it was fantastic. Um, with a workload, I think he'll be fine. He's exactly the kind of player Scott was talking about that you want to get in your lineup. Okay, let's uh, let's keep moving here. What about could could Ford get you like a, a Jimmy G for that for that previous uh, that previous team, Scott? I was thinking about that when you were talking about the QB three. You don't have to answer that, but no. But to Bob's point, that roster had what Aaron Jones, Ramondre. There was like three running backs I would have put ahead of yeah. Ford. Trade one of those guys. Like the worst thing you can do yeah. is not start Jerome Ford because you're starting Ramondre Stevenson. And then you look up and go, man, Jerome Ford outscored him. And I could have got a yeah. receiver for Ramondre. You know, I could have traded Ramondre for a, a second and a receiver. So, I mean, try that. Like you have to be creative and do not be scared to run slim at running back, especially if you have a bunch of picks stashed in the chamber because there will be teams later on this year that have the spot start Jerome Fords in week 10, they will want to sell. There's going to be sellers. I mean, look how fast the running backs are going down now. Wait for eight more weeks. So as long as you have assets, there's going to be opportunities to go, oh man, I can buy Zach Moss this week. Hey, I don't have an RB2. Let me buy him and put him in my lineup. And if he gives you one week, it's worth sending a third or it's worth sending a third or a fourth later. So just be, be risky at running back. You don't need to play it safe every week. Indeed. So, Bob, we have 389 people in here with us. I like to say hi, 300. Yes, hi, hi, those people. I say 389 eyeballs, but it's not correct. I assume these people have two of them. Um, thank you guys so much for joining. We're excited to have Bob on here as well. Bob, we didn't do an intro, but please introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are, please. Hi, I'm Bob. Hey, um, Bob. <laughs> I have a website. It's called Football Diehards. I have a radio show called Football Diehards. I have a YouTube channel called Football Diehards. You can find me easily. It's the football diehards things. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, love the fantasy football and uh, enjoy uh, sharing my ideas with all the peoples. 
Well, we will keep talking. Uh, keep talking fantasy tonight. It's funny. Shane. Uh, Shane saw Bob outside of the expo. I was like, I haven't met Bob Harris yet. And he's like, here he is, right here. And he's my boy. I was like, oh, rock and roll. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so let's put this one up here. Husker, uh, KB. Husker KB. Shane, this is all you, bud. Twelve team super flex start ten tight end premium. It's one point five for tight ends. Give Dak and Ingram. Get Josh Jacobs, Will Levis, and the twenty five first. No. No, no, dude. Will Levis has no street value. Like I've been trying to, I've been trying to move Will Levis in multiple leagues. Like that dude has absolutely no street value. That's, <laughs> that's like baking soda. Like just, you, 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 yeah, no, I'll, I'll hold on the Dak, hold on to Ingram. I'm not paying for a running back, uh, maybe quarterback. And then a 25 first. No. Easy, easy. Say with say with you, Bob. You were you were Same doing some me. nodding. Yeah, well, I snort a lot of baking soda, so it's uh, it's, tough. <laughs> it's an easy call for me. That's that's a good cut for you. What is what has got the baking soda? No. <laughs> uh, I love how Shay was like. I've been trying to sell Will Levis. There's no street value. Yeah, there. Like you just you know, I can't imagine anyone like you know. I can't imagine him. So I go back to my buddy Matt Waldman a lot, and just there was there was not a quarterback he disliked more. I think. Than Will Levis, uh, just totally out on him. That I tend to listen to Matt a lot. So this is what's funny. That Kyle Foreman, he uh, we set up the I set up the stream pretty early. He said I'm a contender and feel like this move would hurt my chances. His first question, he was literally the first one to jump in the chat. Gone. We have oh. that as the second piece. So Kyle, if you're in here, we understand you're a contender. We want to help you. We want to make sure you don't hurt your chances. Kyle so put that message in at like leave Will Levis out of it. He put yeah, that yeah. in at like 10:30 in the morning. <laughs> he was so excited and then didn't actually put the question. So yeah, hit us up on um this or on the YouTube if you're not watching yeah. in the comments. Yeah, we'll find you. So Bob, we're going to you on this one. So CLC F15, thank you for the super chat. 12-team Superflex start nine, PPR. Do I send Deshaun Watson, Pitts, Waddle, a projected early 24 first, and a random 25 first for Josh Allen, Chase, and Waller? What a giant trade. When I see these, it's like, what does is, what is who, whomever want? What do you think here, Bob? <laughs> Right, the I mean the tight ends cancel themselves out, so it's Allen, Allen and Chase for Deshaun and Waddle. I yeah, I mean the, the picks. Yeah, I'm probably doing it. I probably want the I, will, I probably want the Allen Chase side of it. Hmm, interesting. What do you think, here, Scott? Hmm. I mean, it's probably going to cost you at least a first on top of the early 24 first is what gets me here. Yeah. Because if that's a 101, 102, 103, I mean, you're probably trading a Waddle plus type asset right there with that pick. Whether it's actually a good player as good as Waddle or not, the value of a mm -hmm. 102 in the current Superflex landscape is just, it's insane. So you're giving up a lot. I, I actually think... If you needed more pieces to play with, I could actually stomach getting the Deshaun Pitts, Waddle, and the two first side. Uh, but I could also see a roster where they go, man, I don't know what to do with Pitts. I'm disappointed in Watson. This is my chance to literally get the second best receiver and the top three quarterback yep. in one deal. The random 25 first I can stomach losing. It's really that early 24 first. That, that's what kind of throws me off. But right. it, to get two of the top 10 players in Dynasty, in one deal 
and you're basically giving up just mm-hmm. a package of pieces, it's hard to turn that down. Right, and it's Chase with Burrow for the next 10 years or five years. Yep, yep. But not this season, according to Scott. They're going two and thirty-seven. <laughs> They're going two and thirty-seven this year. Okay, let's go to another one here. Thank you for that uh, super chat. I'm going to go to a question that I had in the uh, in the hopper here. So this is from the Discord. We do have a Patreon for anybody who's in the crowd. Did not know. We're hey, pumped about that. What's up, real, Shane? Yeah, real quick. Like I hear you keep mentioning this Discord. What, what yes. is that? Sell that better. What is that? So if you didn't want to wait every Tuesday and, and have to arm wrestle with 400 other people to get a question through, is there another way to go about it? Yeah. I mean, hey, you sold that for us right there, uh, Shane. Now go to uh, patreon.com slash all gas. You can see our Patreon tier in there. We're super pumped about it. We also have a, uh, a dual combo tier with Destination Debbie. So that one is called Destination 5. And you find that one on destinationdebbie.com. So you get this whole Heisman tier. You get us, an obnoxious amount of content, video and audio. Definitely go check it out. Like Shane, it's, how it's like that? any amount of is, is like any amount of Shane obnoxious. Like Shane is Shane is the worst. He's the best. Shane is Shane is everything. So I, I will <laughs> say this: um, if you, if you haven't joined the Destination Devi uh, website yet, you should just to read what I write because you're going to be fucking shocked. You're going to be like, wait, that angry monkey wrote those words. I can't believe it. <laughs> The angry monkey comes back. We, Bob, we do a lot of TikToks and reels. Shane is is oftentimes the one who who helps us out by creating by those. Yeah, shot. and I'm always on in the Discord. I am. I'm literally there's yeah. that thing is open at all times. Um, and as soon as I see a message pop, I'm I'm, I'm in there. And like I said, we did the AMA on or not the AMA. We did a Discord Monday Drive. We're going to do every Monday. We just talked like for 45 minutes about Justin Fields on the way to work. And that was awesome. And then, hey, Saturday, we got our AMA with me and Scott. So anyway. So it was all good things about Justin Fields, I'm guessing. (laughs) Uh, He's got a a big week coming for his value. Okay, let's go to this one right here. So, yeah, this was from the Discord. For the uh, 0-2 teams, he's like, what if we go 0-3? What do we look for in regards to points scored versus points against? I unfortunately have a bunch of teams like this where I am 0-2. I thought I was going to be 2-0. I'm very fearful of 0-3, but do you take a peek, Bob, at points scored, points yes. against, all that stuff to see and if I you're look, just getting screwed? I look for solace, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, right. That's, that's it. I mean, that's the only, you know, uh, refuge that you have is to go in and look and see, you know, as long as you're, like, competitive, right? I mean, that's, you know, you can't go out there and, you know, you're not calling plays, you're not taping ankles, you're not doing a lot of things you need to do to help your players out. You have to hope your investments come through and like just being competitive to me is, is the best I can hope for. And like, I'm not going to panic and make moves if I'm within range, but you know, that can kind of be informative as to whether you need to bust out the moves. It's hard to, it's hard to let go. Right. Like for me, I mean, I, you know, this is, this is my biggest weakness in dynasty is it's hard to say, okay, I've got to, I've got to surrender. Right. But it's the most important thing to do in Dynasty. It's the most important thing to be able to do is knowing when it's time to say, okay, everything goes. Right. Because that's right. the only way to get better quick. So it's hard. Dude, man, there's something so therapeutic about just going. And I'm, I'm saying it 
Owen two is too early to do that. Yes. But when you yeah, hit yeah. that spot and you go, I'm just <laughs> blowing it go. up. I'm blowing <laughs> it up. Like, dude, it's like going to therapy and just letting everything out. Like, and your therapist is just crying and you're like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just lay that on you, but it's just so therapeutic and cathartic. Sneak peek this week's mannequin chill, which I'm just announcing right now. So Shane, be prepared. Uh, this week's mannequin chill is going to talk about the Trinity of things to look at when to blow up your team and when not to, because Ooh, you want to be the, f- this. you want to be the yeah. first yeah. And, and it's not what you think. It's not even your head to head record. There's other things you can look at within the standings where you can go, all right, I'm Owen three, but I'm Owen three with bad luck versus I'm Owen three. And there are at least nine teams better than me. And you can use some of the tools that we have. Dynasty daddy is good. Uh, you can use some of the advanced tools that MFL has. Shout out to MFL. It's one of the few things they have. You can pretty much find a metric for everything. Uh, but that's <laughs> it's one of the few things. <laughs> on your computer. Uh, on your computer. But the point is, MFL can give you some access to things that are a little deeper than just your head-to-head record and your points scored and your points against. Mm. You can look at your all-play. You can look at your efficiency from a sit-start rate. Like You can look at actually right. how your roster construction is contributing to your decisions because you may be 0-2 or 0-3 because you just sat players that were at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And your roster construction is all over the place, which means you should probably be making moves anyway. So this week's Mannequin Chill is going to be about that because uh, you want to be the first one that tanks. One thing I've noticed in my right. Dynasty Leagues, there are already two or three teams that are tanking now. So to try to chase them halfway through the year is not a good idea because what, what can you finish? If I know the best I can finish, Bob, is fourth place to the bottom, I might as well go to be in the top six to make the playoffs, right? Maybe I don't give away my future picks or anything, but if there's three teams that are just done for, why would I try to get to the bottom when I'm only going to get to the 105? So that's mannequin chill this week coming later. That's a big part of it for me is like uh, you look and see what the worst teams are, like the team's worse than you. And uh, the number of those are are usually the thing that keeps me from, Mm -hmm. from totally blowing up, even though I should probably totally blow up. But the race to the bottom, mm-hmm. I'll not win it. So it's not worth it. Try to try to make some moves. Mr. Manila, how are you, sir? It's me. You're, you're on this one. Look at look alive. <laughs> Brendan Kelly, thanks for the super chat. 10 teams start 11, super flex PPR with a 0.5 tight end premium. So 1.5 for tight ends, nine first this year. That's why I picked you, Shane. Nine first this year, six first next year. I have at QB, Watson, Howell, and Kyler. Wide receivers, Flowers, Dotson, Addison. Was there another part here? I'm guessing there was supposed to be. What time um, again? 8.34? I'll go back and check. Yeah, yeah, 8.34. Sorry for pulling that up if there is another part. Um, okay, let's hide this real quick. Bob, let me ask you a question. So doesn't it seem... This doesn't seem like Dynasty is being played at a shorter and shorter window every week almost. Doesn't even though we're only two weeks in, doesn't it feel like we're four weeks in by some of the uh some of the overreactions and stuff that people are doing? Everybody's panicking for a championship right now. It seems like such a tight window. Yeah, I feel like that every I, it seems like that every year to me. Like every just, year. Yeah, it just maybe it's just the leagues I'm in where they're, you know, they're pretty competitive and people are saying there's never anything on the waiver wire. It just always feels like a battle every week to, to get going. So <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the case. By the way, Kyler Murray, what, what, is he going to be an outfielder for this team or? 
<laughs> yeah so so let's pull it up shane uh shane found the other part here so real quick again 10 team start 11 super flex ppr 1.5 for tight ends nine first this year six first next year qbs are watson howell kyler wide receivers flowers dotson addison jmo quentin johnston running backs tank bigsby charbonnet and trash there we go tight end laporta thoughts on what's next all right, Shane, what are you going to do with all these first 15 first? I mean, I'm trading most of them. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't mean to be flippant, but I, I don't want to make 15 f- first round draft picks. Um, I'd rather not. At least I'd like to make, I don't know. Let's see. It's 15. Let's divide that by two. Gives you seven. I'm going to round down. I'd like to make six of them. So can I trade 10 of them? Literally 10 of them. I have a plethora of picks. I know it's start 11, but with all these picks, I could trade 10 of those picks and get three to four starters. Um, That should be high end. So that's what I'm looking to do. Your quarterbacks, I don't want to talk about Watson right now. I'm hurting right now about (laughs) over at Watson. Kyler, uh, I'm going to disregard Bob's comment on him because that was rude. Kyler is going to return to the football (laughs) field. Also true. And be a top eight point per game quarterback as he's been every year of his career. Maybe so. I'm moving a lot. Most of those picks. <laughs> I mean, that it, it's up to your league, though, too, right? Yeah. I could I could offer everyone in the league multiple firsts, but they could come back and be like, you know what, two firsts get you? What Puka Nakua? And then I'll be like, well, I'm just going to keep these first in my pocket then. Yeah, that's <laughs> Puka Nakua. Oh my goodness! All right, from Discord, contending with subpar depth, have Ford, so it feels good to have another guy to plug and play. However, is the process still to sell for any second to have the more liquid asset? We are process over players, Bob, is our uh, is our slogan, right? Dynasty Trades of Five, process over players. We're all about you know doing things like this, getting that liquid asset to play with. Would you be selling Jerome Ford for a second, Bob? Um, I'm probably playing Ford this year. Yeah, you're just gonna you're just gonna let it ride. Play it. Probably gonna let it ride. All right, Scott. I don't know if, I don't know if every second is going to get me a get me a player i'm going to use right like if i'm going to use him maybe it depends on where i'm at in the season if i feel like i'm going to you know i'm going to be contending and i'm going to play him every week which i think i am uh especially if i'm doing what scott says and i'm selling the people in the way who might get me something going forward i'd probably be looking to do that instead yeah the cliff notes answer is when you go to set your lineup if you go i should put jerome ford in it then don't sell him it's the teams where you go I can't start Jerome Ford because I have Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris, and I have all these Damian Pierce. Am I going to plug him mm. in for a third straight week? Right. It's it's those teams where you go, there's <clears throat> something I should be moving here. You don't want to look at your running back depth now and go, man, I have Jerome Ford, and I can't play him for four weeks. In four weeks, he may be useless. Right. So make the, don't just trade him. If Now, if you go, man, I need another starter, then start Jerome Ford. The whole point why I'd want to get the second is not to draft a player. It's in two weeks to buy, I don't know, Jerome Ford. So that's the whole point of doing this type of process is it's a week-to-week game at running back. So if you need him, if he's one of your best 11 options and he's even your flex, play him. Like Don't just sell him as the process and then go, man, maybe I'll take a loss. But at least I have a second. See, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with selling him because on multiple teams, I have some combination of Zach Moss, Jerome Ford, Kyron Williams, Justice Hill, etc., because of the whole any running back on a 53, right? Like that's just what we did. And just so far it's worked out for me that way. 
Um, so I'd be good moving them because then I know I can just slide one of those, another anonymous bodies right in there and really not miss anything. Probably. Somewhere CJ Anderson's waiting to roll off a couch and win somebody. A oh, title right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go CJ. Well, I mean, if, if, you can sell Michelle, if you can sell Jerome Ford for a second and buy Zach Moss for a third, then do that. You fair, net a pick. Fair. I mean, the, the point is don't leave points on your bench when they're viable spot start running backs, but don't just trade them to trade them. If you go, man, I'd really love to start Jerome Ford because I just lost JK Dobbins and David Montgomery in back-to-back weeks, then start him. Like there's no pro the process is to get free production at running back and not hold a bunch of volatile running back value on your bench. Yeah. And don't be like this guy. I'm offering a 24 second for Kyron Williams, which you shouldn't do. It's a bad process on my part. And this person counters and goes, I want a 24 first. So now they get nothing. Um, so don't do that because you're cutting your nose off despite your face, Larry Monkey. <laughs> Larry Monkey. He's known for some of the best. Yeah, I, let me just say time. this real quick. There's there's people out here that are doing stupid shit like, no, I'm not going to take a second for Jerome Ford. If I don't get a first, I'm holding him. Well, then you're just going to hold him, and then you're going to have nothing when he's nothing in eight weeks, you douchebag. Don't If you want to move him, take the second, take the profit. If you don't want to move him, then don't move them, but don't come back with a first because anyone that's stupid enough to, to give you a first for a Jerome Ford shouldn't even be allowed in your dynasty league. And I'm kicking them out the next year. Sorry. <laughs> Throws the pen down and everything. There you go. All right. Let's go to Pedro the lion here. Uh, Bob, you're on this one. So 12 teams start 10 super flex sold Puka in a second for Josh Jacobs cashing out before he comes down to earth a bit isn't having a isn't having a two rb going to be uber valuable with top running backs going down it's an asset hashtag hedging fourth round rookie pick to josh jacobs isn't bad i'm um, i mean is it my reading he means what top run he means top running back being more valuable okay. than, than puka in the second i'm curious i'll, I'll read what whatever you put on, on the screen yeah. Um, I don't know that Josh Jacobs is as valuable as he thinks Josh Jacobs is. Yep. Yep. That's what it comes down to for you. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's a one year window, right? And so far the window is cracked or broken or dirty or something, you know? So I don't know. Um, you're not getting last year's Josh Jacobs. That's the fact. And yeah. that's why you're dra- That's what you're trading. That's what it seems like he's trading for is last year's Josh Jacobs. And we've spent right. some part of the last 57 minutes here naming 37 running backs that have given you Josh Jacobs or better production that wouldn't cost you nearly, and this feels crazy to say, nearly as much as it, it, uh, Puka Nakua would. <laughs> Look, Josh Jacobs, just to be clear, Josh Jacobs is going to be better than he has been the first two weeks, but he's not going to be last year's. Right. He is not. Scott, let's go to you on this one, man. Matt West, thank you for the super chat. This is a 10-team, one QB. We've done, I think, all super flex up until this one. Start nine, half PPR, traded my Ken Walker for a first, third, and Damian Pierce. I have 424 first with Lamar Jackson, Gibbs, Pierce, Andrews, uh, Pittman, Dotson, Christian Watson as the core, uh, plus some young wide receivers, running backs. Selling Walker, Hurt though, how should I feel? Do you have any um, seller's remorse right here selling Kenneth Walker for a first, third, and Damian Pierce? So typically, no, but we have to understand this is a half PPR. This is a 10 team. This is a one QB. 
So the leverage that you stole or you think you stole with Damian Pierce, that first and that third looks awesome. If this is a 12 team start 11 super flex, you just absolutely slayed this trade. But here the optics are a little different. Yeah. You could argue you broke down a player that is right on the fringe. If not in your lineup every week for three pieces. And that now you have to go make another move to replace what you just traded for. So that's my only concern. Now his team is okay. If he can, know his market, and he can go and shop that first and third or wait for Damian Pierce to have a good game, and then he can do even better than Kenneth Walker, then okay. But I, I think that sometimes people get really cute with these teardowns in formats where tearing down doesn't make sense. And that's by definition a 1QB. Picks are less valuable in 1QB because all the quarterbacks are out of the mix. And you just tiered off a player that's probably locked in your lineup, if not really close, for a guy that's definitely right. not, and a first that your league may value that first. They may go, hey, it's a 10-team 1QB. Why do I want the 109 next year? So it's just, it's a little dangerous doing this because the optics of the trade value are not the same as it would be in the typical league we see. So it's okay, but it really comes down to what can you do with those pieces. If you're stuck with them, I don't like the deal. So, Bob, I wanted to come back to you, actually, because uh, you, know, you brought up Deshaun Watson and how he's not very good. Shane then said that... Okay. He didn't appreciate that comment. It hurts because, yeah, we historically I, I, are Deshaun Watson fans. Talk, I, talk to I us about Deshaun Watson here. I invested. Like I, you know, you know what we do in fantasy football is we tell ourselves happy stories. We we build narratives, right? And I think I built a great narrative. You know that Deshaun Watson is going to return to being that top five guy that we saw in Houston. And uh, the thing that makes you a good fantasy football player is being able to divorce yourself from the happy story you've told when it's not. A, having a happy ending or beginning or it looks like it's heading the wrong way it just looks like he's heading the wrong direction this might be the wrong place at the wrong time circumstances aren't good maybe he's lost something while he was gone that he can't regain um but but whatever it is uh, and probably a lot of it is the wrong place at the wrong time the coach maybe not the right thing and you know maybe that can change to the better for him over the long term but for right now he just looks lost um and can't seem to throw, can't seem to decide when to run at the right time and throw at the right time. Just looks lost. Not not ideal when you're the signal caller. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> no, look, look, trust me. I, I was watching last night and it was um but and it goes, but it goes fun. back. I mean, you watch them all, you know, all throughout mm -hmm. August when yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, and I don't want to put too much on exhibition play and just but everyone, you know, that I talked to who was there on the field during camp all summer was telling me the same thing uh, is that this, this isn't working. Right. And people have covered this team a long time and just like, nah, this is not working. And, and I think it's almost like they want it not to work. Right. Cause I don't think they like the circumstances he came in under and a lot of, you know, there's probably a lot of baggage that goes with that. So yeah. like, like beat writers do the same thing we do. They root for their stories or their, you know, their narratives as well. Right. So, You've got to always be ready to shade you know, or understand at least what they're trying to trying to sell you. Um, right. You know, not that they're lying, but they they built narratives too. They root for their stories, and so you know if they've been you know down on Watson, but just for the most part, pretty objective observation has been it hasn't been good all all off season long throughout the summer, and now demonstrably with our own eyes as we could see the first two weeks. I'll just say this. You know what's interesting? You know who's been far worse than Deshaun Watson? How about Trevor Lawrence? Mm -hmm. Haven't heard a bad thing about him. I think Bob is totally right that the, the majority of people 
are rooting against Deshaun Watson. So anytime, if he shy of him making the playoffs and winning playoff games, there's going to be nothing he can do to win over 80% of the people. And to be fair, he put himself in that situation. So I'm not going to be like, I feel bad for him, but to sit there and go, he's horrible, yet there's still people going, man, Justin Fields, he just needs a good situation. You know, and any other quarterback that struggled, oh man, he did excuse after excuse after excuse. So like like Jared Goff landed in a horrible spot to me, and he's been fantastic. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, you know, so you know, I I don't know that like being in the wrong spot is everything, but I mean, for in Watson's case, it just looks like a bad maybe maybe there is no good spot for him. Well, look, Clay, let me just address this because I've gotten a lot of DMs the last couple of days Go about Watson. Are you scared of him? Here's the reality. He's gonna start another 64 to 68 games without question. He will out, he will out survive Kevin Stefanski. He will outlast Andrew Barry. Anything they do to change, he will be the forefront of the Browns for the remainder of his contract. So it's not like they're going to go all two years. We're going to bench him. Like that's probably not the outcome. So from a dynasty perspective, do I still feel better about him than Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith and Russell Wilson and name any quarterback where you're like, man, I don't feel great about that in 2026. So that's the one thing about Watson. It's hard to pull him like outside of your top 12 simply for that. And he could also get right back to, okay, he's top 10, he's top 12. And, but he's got security that very few others do like it or not. Like that's the reality. They're not going to go down. It's a ship's going to take a long time to sink. That is true. Let's go to this one right here. So Young X PR as an inbox offer. Bob, it's just like it sounds. This offer is sitting in his or her inbox. 12 teams start nine, super flex contender. Give Jamar Chase, get Garrett Wilson and 224 first. Let's just assume they're mid. What do you think, Bob? That's it's painful. It's yeah. painful to trade away uh, uh, Chase for anything. I mean, it it really is. I mean, it's more. It's not just Chase. It's Burrow as well. I mean, that's the that's that's what makes this difficult. I don't know who Garrett Wilson's going to be playing with, uh, past this year, uh, halfway through this year. I don't know who he's going to be playing with. Um, uh, the, I'm probably not doing it. Shane's doing this. I know he is. No, Shane's too bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's start nine is my only, my only concern. Because if this is Garrett Wilson in the one eleven and one twelve, then uh, I'm not feeling great about life in a start nine. Um, I, I, I mean, without copping out, I'd have to know more about the teams. I'm getting those picks first. Shane, accept my trade yeah. in the auction. Okay, Let's look at that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's pull up this one right here. Shane sending cryptic messages over in the private chat. When he says something, oftentimes you have to ask him to make sure that's what he meant. And then it's something else. So rockstar one, two, seven UT. Thank you for the super chat. Shane, we'll go to you on this one. <laughs> 10 team super flex start 10, uh, 24 third and fourth and a 25 first for Khalil Herbert and Jerome Ford. No, I stopped listening. What? 10 teams start 10, 24 third and fourth. Oh, I care about those. 25 first for Khalil. What? I, I, I see a first and then Khalil Herbert and Jerome Ford on the other yeah. side. So no, just no. Just take the first, take all the picks. I, Dude, again, this is the whole you're, you're putting together two wooden nickels and someone's giving you a silver dollar. Take the silver dollar. Oh, wait, only Bob and I know what that is because we're old like that. 
No one listening. Bob, do you know I have a wooden nickel right here in my pocket. Yeah. Hold on. Do you know what buffalo nickels are, Bob? I do. I do, as a matter of fact. Shane Shane dropped that on us one time and blew my mind. I've had some of those in my lifetime. <laughs> I believe start. right after they were minted. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, here was here. Let me throw this up here too. This was from the uh from the community tab. We we post like a hey heads up, we're doing a live stream. And I wanted to put this in here. I have a solid wide receiver room and not many good backs. Should I still sell Bijan for Chase and go patchwork at RB? 12-team Superflex start 10 half PPR. So we had just mentioned Chase there. So Chase and Bijan. Uh, normally, before the season, I would have said I don't hate it. But you just described the one situation where I'd be like, okay, <laughs> it's fine that I'll keep Bijan. The half PPR like, is, receiver room. Because you can say even in half PPR, they're probably very similarly valued assets. But you just described a roster that is probably banking on Bijan much more than other teams would. So yeah, I have no reason to do this deal. That I just keep Bijan. You've already built a running back room. It sounds like exactly around the type of player Bijan is. So just stick with it. Sounds like a plan. All right, let's keep uh let's keep on keeping on here. Bob, what time is it here? At nine forty. Bob, are you good to go until like ten or so? Is that is that fine sure. with you? Yeah. All right, rock on. You can always bounce uh, bounce earlier if you need to, by all means, obviously. Okay, let's um, let's throw this up here from Sean. Thanks for the super chat. We didn't see any question here with it, but thank you if it's just a, if it's just a kind donation of the channel. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you; those are my favorite super chats. The one where people just give us <laughs> money because don't require it. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Sean here. Uh, Bob, we're going to you with this one. Thank you for the super chat. 12 team super flex, six point per passing touchdown. Traded Bryce Young, Jerome Ford, and a 24 second for Joe Burrow. Other QBs and running backs are Lamar Jackson, Tannehill, Eckler, Swift, ETN, and Sanders. Yeah, I'm fine with this. I mean, you had me a Burrow. You had yep. Is this the Burrow it's market? It's basically where Bryce you're... Young for Burrow. I mean, come on. Right. Well, and you also have a team. I mean, look at the running backs he already has. This is probably not the team that was going to start Jerome Ford, and they were going to go, why do I even have him? So I, this is cheap for Burrow. In a six-point-per-passing touchdown, you pretty much gave up Bryce Young in two seconds for Burrow. Love that deal. Yeah, this one um, from Dylan here, too. 12-team Superflex, start 10, PPR, late first in Judy or London. I mean, this is exactly what you're looking for if you trade London, right? Unfortunately, yep. And I don't even love Judy at this point, but I, I think this is the type of process trade I would deal London for and just net the pick. Give me the flexibility of the pick. If Judy outproduces London, which is a fair possibility over the next two years, yeah. then I'm, it's just bonus. <laughs> Shane, Shane, you are not sending that for Drake London. Let's be you already, real. You already did, did, yes, I'm taking Judy in the first. Just move on. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to get into it, but Drake London was one of those uh, players. His dynasty value was like so hinging on last week. And of course, he scores a touchdown against what, 60 some odd yards? Classic. Okay, let's it's go a to trap. Uh, it was, I know it's a trap, right? Classic. It's a trap. Um, Ryan Smart, why is this being pushed backwards? Who's hitting hide every time I hit show? Is that you, Scott? <laughs> Ryan just wanted to say shout out to the Discord. Everyone joined. Thank you very much. All right, let's go to the um, to the next one here. Sean L., thank you for the super chat. Scott, startup, 12-team super flex, start 10. 
Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, Watson, Swift, Pierce, Gibson, Roshan, CD, Puka, Godwin, Pittman, Zay, Drake, London, and Downs. I'm one and one, playoff team barely. Sell Puka high, got offered a late 24 first. Other moves? Hmm. Love the QB room. That's a perfect uh, 2023 week three QB room where Watson's, <laughs> Watson's not hurting you, but you have two other options that are both upward right. in terms of their dynasty value. Uh, running back room, you know, you probably had to start DeAndre Swift, so you have at least a win probably out of that, hence the one and one. Uh, you know what? I I think I could go either way on this. Depends on what else I can do with that first, because you probably have enough. Assuming that's Zay Flowers and not Zay Jones, uh, you probably have enough where you can start Lamb, Godwin, Pittman, Zay Flowers. I can stomach Drake London as my fifth receiver if you have to start him. And then your QBs are fine. So if you wanted to cash out for Puka on the first year, especially if it's an active league where you can move the first, maybe in a second later on and get something even more impactful, I'm okay doing it. This is a good enough team to survive trading Puka away. Sounds good to me. So th this one, this one's a dramatic start to it. Let's let's go on this. Uh, Shade, I guess you can get started here. Eastlack, who's got the cool avatar. We still need cool avatars. Is anybody in the crowd? Can they? Can you make us something? Uh, something cool? Uh, I have a cool avatar. I just don't know how to change my YouTube avatar. Thank Seriously, you. that's that's the roadblock you're at right now. We we yeah. can help you out with that. Okay, Eastlack says, I'm standing at the virtual edge of the cliff, devastated by the Chubb injury, and at the point where I'm starting to believe rostering elite running backs doesn't matter and only hurts you. Is it an overreaction to trade all good RBs? We kind of covered this. I yeah. roster Bijan, Breeze. Yeah, we, we basically covered this. Sorry, yeah, Eastlack. Go, go, go back and listen. Two, two to hold on to. Bijan yep. and Breeze, get everyone else off your roster. Everybody must go. And it's going to be fine. You don't need to be at the virtual edge of the cliff. Except Chubb, you're not going to get much form on. right now. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm no. I mean, look, I, I understand being at the virtual edge of the cliff. I get it. I mean, Chubb is the reason you trade Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. if they, something happened to them, they are exactly where Chubb is. Valueless. Yeah. Hmm. Painful. This game, Painful. Thank you, uh, Jay Lau, we'll say, for the uh, for the super chat. What's up, fellas? We'll go to you on this one, Bob. Finally making the stream. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. I don't know. I recognize your name, though. Maybe it's just from the comments on YouTube or something. But anyway, welcome. 12 teams, start 11, <laughs> half PPR. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Tua, Jefferson, Alave, Pitts. Trying to tank, but my team won't let oh, wow. me. <laughs> Has Puka, Ford, Atwell, Shahid. So in a start 11, is, is he accidentally been starting all these people <laughs> and they're smashing? Right. He can't that's, take. That's great. That's he great. can't take. Ride it out. Enjoy the playoffs, man. Yeah. So he says, um, what do you do when you're halfway through a rebuild but start strong? I have eight firsts and 24 and 25 to go in, but I don't want to risk the future. Show that's, the first, that's classic. Show the first quarter yeah. that. So he's got Lamar, Tua, JJ, Alave. I mean, we got four out of 11. Yeah, you know me. I get aggressive right here. I go, fuck the future. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm winning now. Let me buttress this with some better players, uh, and we'll make this a legit contender. I'm solid at quarterback, right? Solid at quarterback, yeah. solid at wideout. Yeah. That's the two, the two premier spots. I'm good. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll... adding some pieces. Yeah. Yeah, because again, like Shane had said before, you got eight firsts. You don't want to make all of them anyway. So might as well spend them on uh, something cool and, and rebuild friendly. Okay, let's uh, let's keep on going here. Here's um, here's Noah Smith, and he looks like who do we say? Paul Red. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Shane. This is off topic. I know you all have touched on it, but how do you? Oh wait, <laughs> this is directed to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, particularly Scott? Blast trades. I feel like I need to be incredibly intentional. <laughs> I hear that. And my leagues need three weeks of negotiations. I've watched the trade shows and I have an auto trade block, but still need help. Do you identify what you need or what you want to get rid of first? <laughs> he says dash PR, Paul Rudd. There we go. <laughs> so I'll just answer this. I manage 53 dynasty leagues. How many other redraft leagues? run all the content for DD, work a full-time job. Like there's, you don't have time, at least I don't, to go through and study my leagues and talk to each manager. Hey, what do you want for this person? Let's go back and forth for three days on a trade. So there's a reason I play the way that I do, very process-oriented, very roster construction-oriented. I'll just say you kind of know what you're looking for. And I'm very agnostic when it comes to players. So it's pretty much, yeah, I go through, I find a league, I go, this is where I stand, and that's why we're going to do that Mannequin Chill show because it'll literally be a way to kind of quickly evaluate your roster and what direction it needs to go. But then when I get on a league, Shane knows, Clay knows, they're in leagues with me. You will just get spam trades. You know when it's a spam trade from me, oh, yeah. right? Most likely when you just go, oh, man, someone just sold me a running back for a second or you know this player for a third or whatever. Like You know when I'm going through and I'm just hitting, this could be a spam trade, this could be a process deal, and I just send them. I don't really care who I'm trading with. I don't need the dialogue back and forth. Your response will tell me what I need to do to get a deal done. If you give me a comment that says, not interested, go away, that player sucks, okay, I'm not going to send you the next one. But if it's one where it's like, yeah, you know, almost there, but throw in a third or something like that, then I mean, it, I don't have time. So from that perspective, send it and walk away. And you'll get deals sometimes and you won't. But it, I don't think it's that beneficial to sit there and talk to somebody for two or three hours because if the deal's going to get done, it's going to get done. I mean, what I do you think, Bob? I, I totally agree with that, right? Like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not in as many as Scott. But, I mean, I look, I get trade offers. I look at them. I know in two minutes if I'm going to take it or not. And yeah. if I'm going to take it, I take it. And if I'm not, I reject it and I don't send them a note and I don't want another one. I want to move on. Yeah, in and out. Shane and I are actually pretty efficient traders. Uh, Look, tra trading is like jokes. You, it shouldn't have to be explained. If it has to be explained, then it's not a good trade and it's not funny. So just fucking move on. Either Just nut up. Either make the trade or not. Or vagina up, excuse me, for, for, for the ladies. <laughs> uh, Nathan says, sup, guys. Sup, Nathan. Thank you for the, up, uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, what kind of cat is that, Shane? Uh, Scott? Calico. It's a black and white one. Remember that? What was it? Calico. The orange cat the other day. It was an orange Calico? tabby. It's Calico. Yeah, it's a Calico. Yeah, it was. It was the orange tabby argument that we had on here for for some reason. It was a a, a minute of content that we can't get back. <laughs> All right, Penrose. Thank you for the uh, for the super chat. Here's an inbox offer, Bob. Let's have you take this one. So we only got you for ten more minutes, Tyreek for a twenty four and twenty five first and a twenty five second. Lost Rogers. He was my bridge to Kyler. Already stockpiled 524 first in the startup. Also, panic on fields. 
defense. Let's start with this. Tyreek, let's assume it's just standard depth, Bob. Tyreek for a 24, 25 first and a 25 second. You selling for that? Sure. Yep. Yep. He has a shelf life. I mean, you know, if I'm, you know, you're not winning this year. So, you know, you don't have the quarterback. So, yeah, I'm doing it. And also, yes, panic on fields. You're panicked on fields? I'm not panicked, but, uh, you know, I'm not like, well, so, like, I don't, it's not you, Justin. It's the people around (laughs) you, sir. Uh, I feel really bad that they put you in this position, and I don't know if they're capable of getting you out of it until there are new people there. Maybe that happens next year. Yeah, he could, uh, his dynasty value could absolutely tank. I mean, I know they're trying to give him uh, another shot with a different offensive coordinator, but, Bob, does he even have the, shelf life to survive another year not like, at the rate he's going now i mean they, they right if he's taking the the abuse he's taken it up to this point no he can't keep going like and, and do you really have confidence that a new regime is going to step in and go that's our guy um, if history says anything a lot of times it's the opposite it's well, i mean we, if new regime regime comes in well let's say it's just the coaches right i mean i think they'll not have a choice They'll, right. they'll, you know, that'll, it'll be on them, but, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't see a long, I don't see a long shelf life here. So we had just a quick comment from G Moy saying first time catching you guys live. Great job. Well, thanks for joining us. We have 472 people in here right now. Okay, very, very cool. Shabby. Oh, you got one. Nice. Nice. Oh, there we go. That's a huge cat. Are you kidding me? I think it's a monster. It's Garfield. Like right. It's like a bear. It looks like a grizzly bear. (laughs) It's a a huge bear. 30 plus pounds. (laughs) That cat has diabetes. There's no way that cat doesn't have diabetes. Sleep apnea and all sorts of (laughs) stuff. (laughs) We ate the neighbors that day. It was not my fault. Cat sleeping with a CPAP machine. Oh yeah, we're we're there. I can we're hear there. him snoring from here. Daddy really that's awesome. Okay, let's go to uh to Mike Conron here. We've just got a couple more. Uh thank you for the super chat. Scott, 12 team, super flex, start 10, PPR. Gabe T and Jared Cook got CD Lamb. Have T Law, Watson, Pickett, Bijan, Mixon, Ford, CD, Ridley, Judy, Watson, QJ, Tradelon Burks, Rashad Bateman, and Hawkinson. Should I attach a first to QJ or Burks or Bateman for a wide receiver upgrade? And he says, who for? But it should be for whom, right? Keep that whom there. Scott, what do you think? It should be, yes. Um, it's definitely not Jared Cook. Otherwise, you're taking the CD side. Did I say Jared Cook again? Jared I say Cook. that every time. Go ahead. I actually don't hate the James Cooks. T Higgins side on this deal. Uh, Cause you're essentially, as long as your roster construction supports saying, I'm just going to play James cook and I need James cook. I'd be okay with doing it. Otherwise, if he's your fourth running back or something like that, and you really just want the upgrade to CD, you don't feel good about burrow. I'm fine. Taking the CD deal on the second part. I think it's going to be tough to do. Um, the problem with current dynasty trading is you go try to add Quentin Johnston or Rashad Bateman, especially into a trade and they don't even count. The other person's just like, yeah, I, don't, I really don't want that guy. So it's almost like you're you're giving up an asset, especially in Quentin Johnston, that you're already writing off as really not worth much and a first to go get who? I mean, Shane, who can you get with Quentin Johnston and a random first? What receiver can you get that you are so confident is far better than Quentin Johnston? 
Um, Not just better, but I mean, value-wise, will always hold more value in that deal. You mean one that can catch? I mean... Even if you don't like Johnston, the point is, all he needs to do is do something, yep. mm-hmm. and the market will be a little different. So if you want off of him, the way to get off him is not send him in a deal where you're sending a first and Quentin Johnston and getting... I don't know, Brandon Ayuk or someone like that. Like, that's probably not how I want to go about getting a player. Burks, I, I don't know. I, I don't love the process of just throwing away Johnston in a first and let us it as a clear, you know, can I get Jackson Smith and Jigba or someone better than that that I'm very confident in? It's got to be an upgrade. If it's just somebody that I can play, no, I would wait. Sounds good. Okay, Bob, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get you out of here in a second, but I wanted to have you uh, handle the last super chat here beforehand. Let's see, we already did a Puka one. Let's give you this one, uh, Nathan. Thank you very much. Twelve team, one QB PPR start eight, Superflex in twenty twenty four. Congrats. QBs are Hertz, T Law, Stroud, running backs Bijan and Najee. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Alave, Waddle, Metcalf. Tight end is Pitts. 0-2 so far. Trade ideas? It's very shallow. 1QB start 8, Bob. 12-team. I mean, at this point, what are you going to get for Najee? Nothing. Um, I mean, it's going to be a super flex next year? Yeah. Yeah, super flex next year. I don't I see mean, any picks listed. I mean, you know, the, the only thing that's going to get you shape. something big is uh, is one of the quarterbacks. I mean, I don't, I don't know who. What, what are you going to get for Pitts? Nothing. I mean, maybe, maybe if you package up Waddle and Metcalf, uh, you might get something. That might be what I'd look to do. If, but, but you have to get a really good someone, one really good receiver back. I don't know if you get that one like wide receiver one. So you've got like three wide receiver ones on that team. What I'm wondering is how are you owing to with Hertz, Bijan, Alave, Waddle? I, mean, I, I just, I kind of wonder if maybe you've had a little bit of bad luck as long as you've started the right guys. Now, if you started a T law mm-hmm. and you started, you know, if you probably started Kyle Pitts both weeks, which has given you nothing. I just wonder if maybe the team is a little bit better. I wouldn't just sell, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I I see the only like place to improve would be to get another you know true wide receiver one, true fantasy wide receiver one, and you might be able to do that with Metcalf or Waddle, but you also might get wide receiver one production from them any given week. Yep, indeed. Well, Bob, we're not kicking you out of here, but we are going to respect your time. Nine fifty-seven. You were here for almost an hour and a half. Thank you so much. Still have four hundred and fifty-seven folks in here. Do a sign off. Try to hype yourself up a little bit. You're a huge name in the industry, a goat, an OG, if you will. Go ahead. I've been playing this game since the year of our Lord, 1986. <laughs> it's changed quite a bit, kids. I'll tell you that. Uh, and they let people like Shane play now, so it's really scary. Uh, no, I'm Bob Harris. You can just hear me on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio five days a week. Uh, just look at the schedule or get me on demand. Football diehards. Go to my YouTube channel. I'm there for a couple hours a week live, Wednesday at 7, Saturday at noon. Uh and uh, go to footballdiehards.com. It's a website, and we have stuff there. You'll like it. <laughs> yes, you did. Nailed it. Perfect. You've done that before, clearly. No, your energy on your serious show is, is awesome. Thank Scott, you. Shane, you want to say you want to say bye to our friend Bob here? Yeah? No, it was awesome. Great, great <laughs> meeting you, Bob. First time on Likewise. the live stream. Um, awesome having you on. Thank you. I've, I've listened to you before I even started making content, so just really respect I the appreciate work. appreciate that. 
you, that you're still in the game and that you can hang with uh, the young bucks like Clay, and I, <laughs> according to Shane, because we're we're not old. We're not as old as Shane, as he alluded to earlier in the stream. So, uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Shane, I'm way too familiar with. Uh, I've touched him actually in human form. It's horrifying. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> no, I mean, look, everybody knows Bob. Everyone says the same things about Bob, right? Like he's a legend and he's an even better guy. So, it, what, what quit lying. Saying? It's true. Everybody loves Bob. Ask the people who have Watson shares in the in the chat. <laughs> I just traded. <laughs> yeah. I just. I, I just traded a Watson share away while we were uh, recording this. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I, Bob, Bob knows I love him, man. I've been on appreciate a ton of that. shows with him, and I'll go on any show with him. At, I appreciate that, and I hope uh, you invite me back. I had a really good time. No, thanks so much. Always thanks, welcome. Thanks, appreciate Bob. It, Bob. We'll see you. Here, I will. Um, I'll throw up our. That was awesome. We'll throw this up here. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, I'm not look at oh, we're all we're all tight. We're all close up here. I'm Shane so confused. I'm so confused as to what's going on. What do you mean? Uh, th there was just a lot of jumping around. Okay. What? Well, well, real quick, what was the Watson trade? Uh, I traded Watson and a 24 second for Bijan and no, nope, not Bijan. That would have been nice. Um, for Gino, uh, rhymes with Bijan. Gino and a 24 first. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice little move there. Look, it's one of those, again, if, if I'm making them, if it ends up being a mistake, at least I got a first involved and I'll feel better yep. about life. Okay. So we got a, we got a bunch more supers to run through and a couple other, uh, other questions as well. Scott, we're going to go with, uh, with you on this one. So a sword one, thank you for the super 10 team, super flex, half PPR, a late 24 first or Puka. I'm actually okay with the Puka side. It's not because it's a first. It's because it's a 10 team. 10 team. The, the, the picks just don't have the same power as they yeah. do in a 12 team. We've talked about this. Quarterbacks in 10 team, I mean, if you have enough, you don't need them. So I'm actually okay if you can, especially if you think it's a, a definite late pick, I'm actually okay with sending this if you really want to get Puka. Would I have the, the balls to do it? Maybe not because I don't play in 10 teams, but I'm okay with doing it. It's not egregious based on the format. Okay, let's go to this one right here from Fly Paint, also known as my neighbor. Thank you for the super chat. 12 teams start 10 super flex. It's uh, 1.5 for tight ends. That's what I'm taking that as. Yep. Quarterbacks, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Mack. Running backs, Jared Cook. Jared Cook, for Christ's sake. All right, come on. James Cook, Damian Pierce, P. Ryan. Wide receivers, Amonra, Alave, Christian Kirk, McLaurin, Puka. D-hop. Tight ends are Ingram Henry. I have my picks plus an extra late 24 first. How do I make it better? Is Mac a late QB2? Shaneth, you want to go there? Is Mac a late QB2? A back-end QB2? Yeah, uh, like a yeah, low-end QB2. I tell you what, if he can get into more games where he's throwing the ball 57 times like he did against the Eagles, um, it'd be a QB1 for you. Um, plus my sister says, how do I make it better? Uh, I, I guess I'm trying to upgrade at quarterback, but I, the running backs are not great. The, the wide receivers are fine. Maybe we wide can, receivers are good, right? Here, here's one. Here, I, this is a place I would like to test. What could I move up from Puka to? Yeah. What could I move, if I add something to Puka, who exactly could I move up to? 
Yeah, how much juice does he have? You can you can get up to a waddle from from Puka these days, maybe tack on a first to Puka. Would you even want to do that for Waddle? Uh, I'm I'm getting off the question there, but I I might go for AJ Brown, who I believe is more better, or CD Lamb, who um now I'm in love with because the community for some reason isn't high as on him when he's deserving it. Yeah. Scott, uh Flypaint gave us a $20 super chat here. What do you think when you see this team? Uh how would you make it make it better? I mean, it's got the right construction, I think. He's got enough receivers where he can cover him. I mean, part mm-hmm. of the part of the appeal of having guys like Christian Kirk or Terry McLaurin is you just have to have the right construction to to live with what they are. They're good. They're probably both at the end of the year going to finish top 30, top 36. You're just going to be frustrated if you're trying to pick between one of three in that same tier. So I think that's the hugest part about roster construction is understanding where are my decisions going to be toughest and where are they going to be easiest? When I say, Hey, I'm just starting Christian Kirk every week because it's a start 10. He's my fifth receiver. Okay. I can live with that, but I shouldn't be carrying two other players similar to that where I'm putting them on my bench, maybe one. So and then to answer the Mac Jones, I love Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones has shown this year that he's probably able to outkick some of the bad situations he's been in, but his next two games are at the Jets and at Dallas. So they're going to be rough. It's brutal. Yeah, that's like uh, basically the worst stretch he can get back to back. And then he's got the Saints, which are actually a pretty good defense in themselves. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's going to be rough for him the next three weeks. Buy him in three weeks when everyone thinks he's horrible. <laughs> so Ray says late, but we in the building. What's up, man? Yeah, he and I talked right, right. earlier. We are, um, yeah, we're going to give out a couple, uh, couple free months to to a Patreon here in a little bit. We're going to run a uh, run a drawing. Yeah, yeah. Yo, tonight for yeah for for two people, one person. They're each going to get one free month of the Destination Five tier, which I'll explain. Let me uh, let oh. me put up another question, and that way I can set up the uh, the streamer giveaway, and we'll get going on that. Okay, so let's put this up here. Well, here's a here's a really nice one from Mike the Mike. Thank you so much. $50 super chat here. Really appreciate that. Lost Chubb selling for 2024 due to my running back situation. Who are you holding and who are you selling? Roshan, Kendra Miller, Spears, Hull, Tucker, my 24 first and another projected top four 24 first. Also, are there any RB moves you're making to better your 23 run? All of those running backs, sell them. Wait until you have a window, but then all of those running backs gone. Don't value any of them past this year. I couldn't even remember who Hall was. He didn't play one game, Evan, and I already Evan forgot Hall, who he Evan. was. Yeah, I already forgot who he was. So, yes, I'm selling absolutely every one of those. Please, for the love of anything holy, let Kendra Miller play next week and let him get some touches so I can get him the hell off some of my rosters. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm selling absolutely everybody. The fantasy community loves Roshan. They absolutely love Roshan. And I understand he put up, what, 40 points back-to-back weeks? 30 points? 20 points? Did he hit 10 points? Lower. <laughs> oh, okay. But the community oh, loves him. I mean, he's getting snaps. That's good. But um, no, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm selling literally absolutely every one of these running backs. Well, it's to everybody's point, because Mike was very generous and gave us 50 bucks for this question. So I think we can expand and make a, a little bit of a bigger point. Sure. How hard is it to build a running back room that looks like what's on the screen? Not that hard. You it's need, not. what, maybe four seconds, second rounders. Yeah. four seconds, a third, and some waiver dollars, and you built that yeah. running back room. Now, did every one of those guys hit? No. 
But I think the point is I feel confident if I have the right type of running back room and I need to add five, six, seven, eight bodies to it next year, I can do that in an off season. I don't need to go, okay, I'm rebuilding, but let me hold Tajay Spears for next year. Are you going to miss out on one of those guys that has a role next year? One that you kind of regret trading for that second or whatever you got? Maybe. But generally, if you just said, I'm getting rid of all of them and I'm starting over, you're going to be fine. Promise you're going to be fine. The way running backs are trending, like there, there's going to be plenty of them available in all these tiers every offseason. Do not sweat it if you're not winning this year. Yeah, and there was the uh, the part at the end was any moves you're making uh, at RB to better your 2023 run. It's it's so hard. It's so hard to like recommend like, oh, yeah, buy this, buy this hammer right now. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I would continue to do is uh, loading up the waiver wire. Uh, you know, look, Ronnie Rivers became a thing because Cam Akers um, isn't one again. Um, just continuing to pound the waiver wire for all those running backs. Like, I don't even know if these are real people. I just see a name next to a team and I go, I guess I'm picking them up. Not Alfie and Gold, though. Not Shane, him. did you have Tony Jones scoring 20 points last night? I did not have Tony Jones on my fantasy bingo. I, I was actually surprised that he's still in the league, as terrible as he looked last year. But <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't know. If you're in our Discord, you will uh you will see that we yeah, we called Tony Jones to smash and that Puka was gonna be a thing this year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um let's uh let's start this giveaway tool though. But first off, I have to explain the the different options on Patreon. So you see below me there, patreon.com slash all gas. We have our dynasty trades in five tier. We also have a combo tier with Ray and Destination Debbie. That's called Destination Five. That is over on his website, destinationdevy.com. So it's a combo tier. It's his highest tier, everything that's included in that, which is a lot, a lot of content, stages, voice, audio, and then ours, all combined into one. We're going to give away, we're going to run a, a little drawing here. Hashtag Bob, hashtag B-O-B, all lowercase. And if you win, we'll give you a free month to uh, to that Destination 5 tier. And then you can go from there. This we'll, is big. Uh, this is probably the best thing we've ever given. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, we're giving away two of them. And then we'll also give away, um, give away a free month to ours as well. So let's do, yeah, hashtag Bob. I'm going to start the collection. Okay. 14 entries in there. You could do better than that. 15. Okay. Let's move on to this super chat here from Andrew Labad. Uh, 12 team super flex, start 11, half PPR, 13 bench, T Law, Dak, Baker, running backs, Jacobs, James Cook, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, wide receiver, CD, Garrett Wilson, Godwin, Flowers, and Puka. Tight end, The Muth, and Shallow Bench. 2-0, probably the sixth best team. Go for it or build for the future. Who wants to go first here? I'm going to let Scott go first because I didn't pay attention to any of that. I nice. say you, you usually know when Shane's paying attention because <laughs> he'll just take yeah. the question versus uh, there's about five seconds. Right in. Yeah. Yeah. There's like five seconds of silence and I'm waiting for him. And then, oh, yeah. Let me read it real quick. I wasn't listening. I mean, start 11, half PPR. I, the way things are trending right now, I can live with the QB room, running back room. It's a little thin. I don't know who how many bodies he has. He says it's a shallow bench, but I hope we probably have more bodies behind those guys because really only Jacobs and James Cook are even usable at this point. 
Uh, I'm okay with this team. I actually think six best team, unless you can get to the bottom, you're already two and oh, what direction are you going to go other than try to just stay in that range to make the playoffs? And if you can push maybe one move, um, I just made a move with a similar team the other day. I had three twenty-four firsts, and I had a really good roster construction where I had basically five good receivers stacked at quarterback, no running backs at all. Best running back was Zach Moss. Got lucky to have him on that roster. Mm-hmm. I sent a what I think is a late 24 first for Christian Kirk and Joe Mixon in a 14-team start 12. Would I always look for that type of move? No, but in the format, because it's a little bit deeper, I got two yeah. starters. Plugged them in. One, I'm 2-0. and oh. I can probably win with what I have, and I still have two probably top eight picks in my back pocket that I don't have to decide if I want to spend right now. So I don't know what Anthony nice. has, but I think this is a good enough team to just kind of ride it out. And if I'm five and one and I want to make another big move, then okay. But I don't think you need to panic right now because you're probably too far in to be able to get anywhere close to the bottom. So just keep riding with it. Yeah, and this is one of those teams, and I've seen a lot of questions specifically around Garrett Wilson. Because, well, obviously he's not going to produce what we expect him to produce this year. I think he had two receptions on eight terrible, just trash-ass targets um, the other night. Anyway, um, so I've seen specific <laughs> trades. People going, should I trade Garrett Wilson for A.J. Brown? That's a deal I would make. I would make that as something on a team like this. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to unstar this. And we're going to select someone here. So hashtag Bob. You just have a couple seconds more to put that in for a free month of the destination five tier. Okay. Um, am I eligible? You, you were in it. Yeah. You're in it, Shane. Oh, wait do, did you do forgot password? <laughs> Get yourself back in there. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to say that Jay Rich had to help me log in. A couple times. Oh, it's all good. Okay. So we're going to, uh, we're going to draw this. I will go ahead and uh, it's always fun to share the screen. Let's do that. Let's share. Go to the giveaway tool on StreamYard. Okay. Here, we're looking at Bob. I am going to hit the draw. And we're going to draw this twice. But we'll give we'll give a, uh, let's see, Ryan C., you were the winner. Someone could, could take note of this. I just screenshot it as well. I guess I could find it. There we go. Okay, so Ryan C., you are the winner Uh of the one month free of the destination five tier. Um, give it a try. And if you want to stick around by all means, we think you will. Let's draw again with those 64 entries. And this is the second free month. We'll give it away. Do, do, do. Ryan Kelp. You are the, uh, the second a couple of Ryan's. It's if a, your it's name's Ryan. or if your name's Ryan, this was, yeah. uh, this was your drawing. So Ryan K and Ryan C. Yeah. Yeah. So I took, uh, I got screenshots of them too. So make sure, uh, hold me accountable to that. What happened to the thing? Did you want to, was that me? It wasn't. I will put it back on. I took it off so we could see the illustrious winners in the center of the screen, but we are back in commission now. Yeah. And we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it one more time as well for a, uh, for our tier, the dynasty trades in five tier. Um, so let's just get that started. The hashtag, cause we're going to pound through, uh, some of these questions here. So this will be hashtag hammer hashtag hammer. We'll get you a free month into our, uh, into our discord. Okay. So let's go here. Super quick. Fast answer. Burks and a 24 first or Puka. Puka. Let's say it's late. 
and let's assume okay. regular format, Scott. Package. Package. Yeah, not, that's that's enough for me to. I, I can do something with that. Nope, no puka, <laughs> no puka for Scott. Okay, Doctor B Harris, who said, by the way, Discord's worth it, and then some. Trust me, I'm a somewhat doctor. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that Doctor uh, Bob B Harris is not an actual doctor because I showed him my rash. So. Oh, did you? Okay. M moving on, or would you would you like to? <laughs> okay. Doctor B Harris has a uh, has a question. Twelve team superflex start eleven PPR lineup league contender. I've Ridley and Kirk, and want to trade one away. Would you rather trade Ridley for a running back in the ETN range, or Kirk for a running back in the Sanders range? Thanks. I'd rather not trade a receiver for a running back. <laughs> <For> <laughs> I could stomach the Christian Kirk for a running back, but I'd rather get a pick and then get, get cheaper running backs. Like I, I don't want to trade for running backs unless they specifically fit my roster where I go. It's the team I just gave, right? Literally I had Zach Moss and that's all I had. Like that team I could stomach trading yep. for a running back that I'm banking on being somebody I can just start every week, but I'm just not moving one just because for another running back. I'd rather just keep them both or sell one for a pick. That's fair. Shane, this one's going to be for you. You're okay, up first. Honest. We stay booling. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. That's that's what it says. If anybody's like, what is he talking about? That's the avatar name. We stay booling. Thank you. 10 teams, start 10, super flex, PPR, Herbert, T-Law, Jimmy G, Bijan, KW, Madison, Kyron, Algier, Chase, Waddle, Alave, Amon-Ra, Ridley, Hollywood, Puka, Hawk, and Kittle. Okay. So the next part is traded Deshaun Watson an early slash mid 25 first and 25 second for Justin Herbert, Kyron, and Puka after week one. I have one 25 first, zero and 24, 26. Can I sell Kenneth Walker for a 25 first? Going to try for Warren on top of the first. I don't that I'm perplexed by the final nonsense. Would you would you sell Kenneth Ken Walker for a 25 first? He's gonna try to get Jalen Warren on top. Yes, would you yes, sell him straight yeah. up for that 25 first? Yes, 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 I would. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah, look again, we're at a point where, like Scott said, there's he said like there's probably like six running backs that you wouldn't trade for a random first. I, I don't even know if it's that many. I mean, Ken Walker ain't one of them no matter how many the number is. So, yeah, move off a of Walker. If you could get Jalen Moore and add it to it, awesome. He looked really good last night. Maybe he will steal more touches from uh, slow man Harris. He's so much better than Najee, right? Like, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. Maybe Najee has a steel plate in his foot again at the beginning of this year, whatever the excuse was last year. Yeah, he's uh... – yeah, he's kind of brutal. He's, he's so overrated, like Scott always says. Like he's got that name, and that's why he's in your lineup, and then he fucks you, uh, messes you up. Sorry for the F bomb. <laughs> Let's take the time. I could Let's keep it clean. Randy's <laughs> on mute. I gotta take note of where that F bomb was. No, was it, no you're okay. Shane's 45. already dropped eight of them, so we're fine. Oh yeah, he he has. Okay, well, that's all right. Jay Rich, Jay Rich edits these out, right? No, no, uh, I just give them the audio. <laughs> just give them the audio. Well, I don't know. I, I provide I provide the audio. We do he, is no Michael, he is no Michael Sipes. Yeah, just so here's a trick. Uh Michael Sipes would just handwrite on the thing the time and then just there. That's what he would do? Yeah. 
Okay, Ty, big hammer swirk guy. What's up, Ty? <laughs> okay, Chris Harlan, we'll go to you here, Scott. What are you doing with QJ? Thank you for the super chat. I'm trying to find a reason not to sell early. Been burned too many times by the JMOs, Burks, etc. of the world. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I already said earlier, I'm not adding a first to QJ to escape and get yep. a, a productive receiver. So, I mean, it's two games. We're two games in. You know, if we're eight games in and he still isn't even getting snaps, then I'm a little worried. But that two games, what can you do? And here's the problem in the reactionary game that we play. Go try to trade him. He's already dead, according to 10 other people in your league. So there's just there's just no point. It's not a sunk cost yet. But if you don't like him, what you here's what you have to do. Dynasty discipline, like Ray always says, if he goes out and has a good game. Don't go, oh, maybe it's turning around now. I'm not going to sell. If you didn't like him, sell for the two seconds when he has a good game and get out. Don't go, oh, man, now he's worth a first. Well, no one's going to give you a first because he has one good game. So don't always be chasing the value if you don't like the player. So just be patient. It will happen. Shane from Benny Bellagio, what is Aaron Rodgers worth right now? Are you taking a – will you sell him for a 25 second? Yes. Will you sell him for two twenty-four thirds? No. My cutoff okay. is I will sell him for any second. I will buy for any third. Okay. I'd take the two thirds. It's so sad. Those Look, I, I'm really optimistic. It's the reality. That, that Times against him. No surgery. Well, yeah, he's an old man anyway. And he's just such a wild card. You don't know what the hell he's going to do, oh, right? Well, I just I don't trust him. Don't trust him. Okay, uh, Shane, if you wouldn't mind, this Jeff FFB from 947, there's a one of two. Can you take a peek and see if there's a two of two? No, we'll go to this no one. To me finding that. <laughs> You're pretty good at finding it. Uh, A2Z, thank you for the super chat. Scott, 10 team, super flex, dynasty, start nine, PPR, give up on Pickett, sell him plus a 24 second for Watson. Team is Anthony Richardson, Purdy, Howell, ETN, Ramondre, JT, Swift, AJ Brown, T, Burks, Shahid, Hunter Henry. I love how he's mentioned now. And Musgrave. 24 first and 324 seconds. Thanks. My goodness. In, in a 10 team yeah. start nine, you are able to get off a of picket just by adding a second for Watson. Yeah. I mean, not even close. See ya. Yep. Watson there in a 10 team uh, start nine. Yeah, and if he turns it around, that'd be a nice little, nice little QB room there. A rich. Um, do you agree, Shane? Would you sell? Uh, would you sell Pickett in a twenty-four second for Deshaun Watson? Oh, with a thousand percent. That's, that's a, a cheap, thousand percent. That's a cheap way to get up to what we think is still on a league QB. Yeah, like like we said, it's signs. been two games. He hasn't looked great. Someone else did point out it's couple been been a couple conference games, which generally the AFC North kind of games are kind of ugly like that. So let, let's see what happens when he plays. You know, football teams that are I don't know, not in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> I just my brain gave up halfway through no, that I, comment. I, I hear you. And I just, I knew I had to finish the thought, so I just did. So here's Kugski. Oh, yeah. Just a reminder uh, hashtag hammer, all lowercase. Maybe uppercase will work too, but hashtag hammer, all lowercase. You're getting a free month to our our Patreon, to our Discord. Um, Yeah, it's kick ass. 74 entries in so far. Okay. Kugski, thank you for the super chat. With 
He's in there. Yeah, we'll we'll see you in there after this, Kukti. Uh, with 2024 shaping up to be a weak running back class, how do we best proactively manage this in season? Do we disregard and worry about what we know for sure? I mean, I think I'm just starting to look at these teams or these classes. Like, I don't even care if they're good at running back or not. I already know how the market's going to view them unless they are Bijan or a Gibbs first round level prospect. It's meaningless. I mean, it, it hurts. Put it this way. The perception of a bad running back class actually hurts the value of your rookie picks because there's going to be people that are less likely to spend their capital on running back when we probably would say that's the sucker move to continually use your high capital on chasing the Zach Charbonnets or the tank Bigsby's of the world. But it's going to be probably another class next year. That's similar to this year, but without the Bijan, maybe you get a Gibbs type and then you get a bunch of bodies. And here's the thing. You might think it's a bad class until you get a bunch of bodies and you go, wow, those bodies actually aren't as bad as we thought. So I think it's, it's just, you got to separate what the class actually is. What do you mean by a weak running back class? Because I could show you a strong running back class that has 12, 15 options that are any running back on a 53. I still want them. I just don't want to pay late first, early second round picks for them. There's a difference. So, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I, a, a weak running back class will be very interesting in this landscape where people already don't value the position. Okay, let's run this uh, this giveaway. Hashtag hammer. You have three seconds to get yours in. One, two, Great. Okay. Let's hit the, uh, let's hit the draw. We don't need to change the screen. I'll just look at it here on my end. It is spinning as you can imagine. Some hilarious avatars shooting past the screen in front of me here. Okay. It is... No, R Pete. Hey, it might be Ryan Pete, but yeah, R Pete, um, is the winner here. I'm taking a screenshot. Um, and yeah, if you heard your name, send a, send an email to clay at dynasty trades and 5.com saying, uh, saying winner, but I took screenshots as well. Make sure, uh, make sure we get back to you tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. We're getting the, uh, the promo code set up and whatnot. Okay. Shane, uh, Jackie moon. thinks You need some nut dust for your rash. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. I've got some nut dust as well. Um, Jeff FFB. Thank you, Shane, for finding, uh, finding the second part of his question. Thank you, Jeff, for the super chat. 12 team start nine super flex trade Tua Alave DK get Josh Allen. Uh, wait, and that other stuff. How are you reading this? Yeah, yeah, get all trade, that other stuff Tua, too. Alave okay. DK get Josh Allen, Najee, Debo, Amari. Yeah, yeah. So gives Tua Alave DK gets Allen, Najee, Debo, Amari. The team is Tua, Herbert, Saquon, Kamara, Diggs, Higgins, Alave, DK, Pitts. Is this a smash? Can I give pits instead of a lave? Yeah, I know. Can I give pits instead of DK? Really? You do that, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually am not loving to do this trade right now. I mean, two is a risky asset, but doesn't it feel Let, Shane? Doesn't it feel like in this quarterback market that I don't need to pay this for Josh Allen right now that I could go, yeah. I could go Tua and DK and go get Lamar Jackson yeah. and probably feel even better about this and save Chris Olave. I don't think even though it's a start nine, I just don't think I have to give this up right now. Now, Tua gets another concussion and I've lost my opportunity to get anything. But 
I just don't think you have to pay this right this second. I would explore cheaper options where you think you're upgrading a QB. I think Lamar is a perfect one where you might be able to get Lamar for Tua and DK, and maybe you can get like a second thrown back. Yeah, I mean, that's the option right there. It's just adding DK to Tua and seeing what can you get. I'm not throwing in the top five mm-hmm. dynasty wide receiver that that is Chris Olave, uh, by the way. Um, I'm not I'm not throwing him in the deal. I'm going to see what I can get with DK. Like Scott said, I'll add a second. I'll add another second. You know, you know, I have third, whatever. I'll just keep putting stuff on there. That's not Chris Olave. <laughs> just keep, keep attacking thirds. <laughs> you think I'm look? One of the beautiful things about sleeper is the modify trade function. Where, look, if you haven't responded to me in four quickly. hours, and I'm sitting at work, and I'm like, all right, well, let me just go add another fucking third to it. A uh, uh, third, a heck third. Timestamp that at one fifty-five. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a bunch of f-bombs that's a bunch of f-bombs we're not supposed to do uh that was the uh that was the last super chat the last question of the night uh 437 people hung out with us this uh this whole time it was fun as hell having uh having bob on as well yes. his his serious show is is kick-ass fast pace and whoever his uh co-host is i'm totally drawing a blank on him he is awesome too uh let's see here do, do, do. I thought I saw something else. Guys, would you like to say bye to our awesome uh, our awesome tribe here? Hey, for all you Tuesday only people, we'll see you next Tuesday. Well, that's that means Scott apparently are gonna see each other tomorrow. So you'll see us on Manic and Chill at some point. For all the uh our, our Patreon members, y'all people are cooler. And I'm gonna go talk to you immediately after this in the chat. Yeah, it's been an awesome stream. Uh, we can really kind of see the the engagement back since the season is back. And uh, it's it's a different world. I mean, I've been playing Dynasty now. This is a decade playing Dynasty, and it is a different game. So I know there's a lot of people that do not like to adjust quick enough, and quite frankly, you're going to get eaten alive because that's just not the current game, whether you like it or not. you, you got I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again on here you used to be able to take like a, a week or two off in dynasty and just set your lineups and be like, ah, oh, I'll come back in a couple weeks and things haven't moved that much. Now it's like one injury, one good game, yeah. one bad game. And the entire landscape is shaken up. I mean, Puka Nakua is a top 20 receiver now on keep trade cut. It took two weeks and he's already, I mean, Crazy. he has another, he has another 10 catch game. You might see him crack in the top 12. Like, he might, he might. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, those guys <laughs> are from the Puka train. So just, <laughs> but but that's crazy that it happened in two weeks. But the crazy thing is, it could crash just as hard, and oh, then yeah. you're going, "Wow, can you believe that happened, Shane? Where that guy was a top 18 receiver, and now I just saw him cut in a league. You know what I mean? Like that that could happen. So just. Pay attention week to week. You got to grind. The, the new edge, I think, is yep. really staying focused on what's going on, who's doing what, who's being used where. Uh, just keep your nose to the grindstone when it comes to the market. That is the edge. I'll tell you what, though, and that does bring up the point, like you got to make calculated trades. And I talked a little bit about that in my DD article tomorrow, follow the volume, um, when I talked about Puka. I didn't want to bring up any of his stats because that's that's out there. But I, I, I laid out specific trades that I'm comfortable with. You know what I mean? I mean, Scott made a trade which was basically Cooper cup for Puka Nakua. You know what I mean? Like deals like that, that I'm willing to make. 
So you, you can still keep your head, you, but you can just make targeted moves and still enjoy enjoying all the fun and festivities of a player like Puka Nakua or George Pickens, who, uh, by the way, had a 33% target share last night, which is what you want to see when Big Dog goes out. But also, I'm so happy the season's here, and we're already through two weeks, so enjoy it because it goes super quick, man. So just make sure you're, you take a step back every once in a while and go, this is fun. This is why I like doing this. Yeah, for sure. And and consider uh consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash all gas. You can also go to dynastytradesin5.com. Look at the left hand side of the screen. We've got roster reviews there. Patreon kind of breaks down what we have. So take a peek there as well. But that's all I got. I'm out of uh out of words. I'm out of words. Thank you, everybody. The 413 still in here. We will uh we will see you next time. Gonna end the stream. Later. <laughs>